Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O C-O. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody? Happy Hump Day. Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks will be joined shortly by D. Gunn. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. What's up, everybody, in the chat, everybody on the uh, stream, everybody listening in any which way, uh, tell a friend. And, you know, I, hey, let everybody know, too. You can listen to us on, what, Apple, Spotify, and uh, check, check out jacobsports.com. You can always get great information there as well. What's up, B? How we doing? You, what's the deal, man? What's the deal? How's it been Everything's going? Good. In your world, man, how the Delco rep going right now? <laughs> Delco, Delco rep is good. Yeah. Holding Delco down, man. We're, we're holding down the fort in case anything gets crazy, man. How's right, that right. things in South Jersey? Everything good? Oh, man, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. You know, we're supposed to have some hot days coming up here pretty soon. But uh, uh, actually, um, on Saturday, I got a I got a fishing tournament I'm going to be in. It's, nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's um, what is it called? The Duke of Fluke. Oh, yeah, you're going out yeah. your boy. Uh, yeah, no, actually, I'm not. For tuna? Oh, so look, <laughs> look who chimes in as soon as you say that. It's Trader, <laughs> Trader Joe in the house. I am not a trader. Mm-hmm. It is not. I'm not the trader. See that my cap, Cap Tony, man. There he goes, man. He's it's not happy not my with fault, it, man. Well, I mean, it, it it didn't start out that way. It didn't start out that way. See, so what's I, what's the deal? He wants you on his in his boat, or and you're in another boat. I'm, like, what's I'm, the issue? I'm usually on his boat. I'm one of his mates. I'm on his boat all the time, but this time. He usually does the Duke of Fluke without me. I usually don't do it. All right. But, um, you know, we have Sea Dock. Sea Dock at Schooner Island Marina. And, uh, you know, Shawnee and Kim, they own, you know, they have the, the um, you know, the Bad Beagle. So I'll be on their boat this time because they invited me like a month ago. And Captain Tony, he said, well, all he already has his crew. He's been fishing with this crew for like five years. Well, one of his deck mates isn't going. You know, so my boy Diesel's not going to go. He can't go this time. Okay. So he called me the other day and asked if I was going to go on. When I said, well, I was already going to go with uh with 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 Shawnee. And, you know, now I said, I'm a trade. I said, no, I'm not a trade. It's never that. But, I mean, I was asked because I was, you know, given the boot because I haven't been able to fish on that day with Captain Tony. That's all. Okay. 
And I'll be back with the um, you know, the Schooner Island Marina's um fluke trip. I, I mean, we we've won that the last two years in a row. We're gonna try to make it, you know, year number three. All you know, right. well, but we're not. And what's your what's fish. your what's your objective here in terms of fish caught? Like, what's the deal? How, what do you need to do to win the this? Biggest thing? fluke. There's different things. The biggest fluke. The biggest um, uh, uh, you know, fluke or flounder, wherever you want to call it. You know, last year, um, I think it was like five five. Five and a half pounds was the biggest fish, you know. Okay. So we just we, we just trying to go out there and, and make it happen. Four guys on each port, four four decks deckmates on each boat, you know. So how long do you get? Like how what, what do you go? Do you get a couple hours and then well, then you got to come I, back in and everybody gets I, judged? All I know is I'm uh, right there in the boat and ready. It's seven o'clock. You're on the boat ready to go out uh, to go out because all the boats are just gathered in one place. And then once seven thirty hits, the I mean hit, hits. That that horn sounds and you're gone. You go it's out on. there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're gone. You're out there, man. All so. right. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, T Fortuna's not happy with you, but that's okay. Uh, no, what's up, Daz? What no. up, uh, Mister Taz? What up, Chris? Philly? We see everybody. Kyle, uh, William, how we all doing? I appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Yeah. So Gunner will be with us in in a little bit. He's not uh, he's not out for the day. He'll be jumping on in a little bit. So you got that going on for you. I think we're still a pretty good weekend uh, weather-wise. So you should be all right. I'm looking. I'm oh, just no. checking Saturday for it's you. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot for like the next four or five days. Yeah, yeah. Saturday, 80s, 90s, your know, low 90s. Sunday, little little thunderstorm. But Saturday, you should be clear at least. You'll be able to get out there and get after it. Can't wait, man. Can't all right. Wait. So you know what I started doing? I didn't get a chance to do it yesterday because it looked like it was gonna pour. It was weird. Did you like? We didn't get a lot of rain, but it looked like it was gonna pour buckets, man. It yesterday. did. It did. Um, you look at the sky, man. The sky, actually, the sky was pretty beautiful, man. Uh, my kids, you know, had me looking out of the sky. It was like red, like yeah, pink. like a reddish, yeah, reddish pink and blue. Yeah, and you know, it was it was it was really pretty, man. It was you very know, cool. Seven thirty, eight o'clock. So I, what I started doing lately with my buddy, and we're going to play later today, is I started playing pickleball. You familiar with this? What is that? It's sort of like a, a hybrid of tennis uh racquetball uh, and you use a badminton and you use uh, the ball you use is almost like a wiffle ball it's this kind of plastic ball but you use these like bigger sort of tennis rackets okay and it's the same thing you got the net you get the little area that's in and out that kind of thing um and we i started playing probably like th- three weeks ago i played in total maybe f- three or four times all together so my buddy's still whipping my butt right now, but I'm I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. I'm getting a little bit better, but it, it's fun. It's um, it's a lot of it's good actually. Like a lot of people play doubles. We don't. We just play singles. You, it's some. You you got to be in some shape, man. Well, you, you know, know what? what? You know what? Just you know, just to when I was training, when I was still in the NFL, and I was training, uh, right around my like my my you know eighth and ninth year. Mm-hmm. I really got into racquetball and that used to be my training for, you know, for football. After I got through with my workout and everything, running everything, I would go play racquetball. Yeah. Racquetball's fun. Unbelievable workout, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, we're not, we weren't using the rules all the time, man. We're just using it to get in shape, but keep in shape. Right. But it was, I mean, just running, change the direction, moving your feet. Uh, you know, it, 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 it hand eye coordination, it really, you know, helped you as far as, you know, getting those quick twitch muscles. You know, so everything's about quick yeah. twitch. You know, you know so brr, once you want to, once you want to, you know, I mean, that's what I, that's what I did to stay in shape. That's great, man. Yeah. And, and that's, I like, see, to me, 
you get on a treadmill, it's fine. Like it's great for you, but man, it's boring. Even if you're listening to music or, or, or you know, reading or watching TV, it's it's like uh, it's monotonous. Like if you're playing basketball or racquetball, I guess, or tennis or whatever, or pickle, pickleball, you're moving a lot and you're using a lot of different muscles that you don't, yep. that you're not accustomed to. And it's a, to me, it's like it's just a more fun workout. The time goes faster. You're getting a lot more in. I know, like. Uh, Chris says it's huge in, in, in Maui, and uh, I forget who. I, oh, Dad says it's the old people game in Florida where the senior citizens <laughs> love it. But I'm telling you, man, it, it's really starting to blow up. Like a couple, there's a couple places near me that they built specific pickleball courts that you play what? on now. It's not just tennis, but yeah, it's, I'm telling you, man, it's it's starting to blow up a little bit. Wow, I'm gonna have to check it out. I'm gonna have to check it out, man. I'm we might have to get a uh, a sports take. Uh, pickleball tournament go or a Jacob <laughs> Sports Network. Maybe all the shows go against each other, right? Oh, man, we'll crush, we'll crush everybody, bro. Take a, well, we got some, we got some, you know, may, we might have some new folks coming on board at some me, point. Me and, me and Big Seals, you know what I'm saying? You know, yes, the Titans. <laughs> that would be awesome. You two just going at it, man. Hey, Mama Brooks, and look who we have the prodigal son. Here he is, D Gun. What up, Gunner? How you guys doing today, man? Good, good, man. good. What's good. up, man? What's what's going on, man? You all right, man? Oh, Everything cool? Yeah. You are just destroyed, man. I mean, what's going on, man? I'm depressed. Yeah, they're still they're <laughs> taking all your hard work. Bye bye. You guys saw the video, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't us. able to look at it yet. I'm you got to send it to uh, send it to Xander so we can get. We I can sent it. I sent it to all three of you. Yeah, Z, let me know when we have that man because I want to show it. I want to play it for the folks. So. I, if you know anything about me. Growing up in the Midwest, people take a lot of pride in their grass, yes, in their yes. yards. And in, in the Midwest, we use a strain of grass called Kentucky bluegrass. It's a beautiful bluish green grass that grows. It, it handles the winter weather. Here they use a different mixture. Um, but I've spent years doing the front and backyard. And the guy who landscapes my yard, when he cuts it, he cuts it like a baseball diamond. He goes one way and then comes back the other way. And so Excuse for me, years, my, okay, right, and for, so for years, for years, my wife has been on me about redoing the patio deck and making it larger. Right. So as I told you guys last week, it's in the process now. And yeah, now it's you, in the height. When did they start? Last week or Monday? What They started last week. Okay. And obviously they had to order all the materials. So between the wood, the gravel that goes under the de deck, uh, the mesh tarp so that you never see weeds again under the deck, um, and the stone and then pavers, which will be in an arc around the front steps. We're moving the front step of the deck from where the patio window is to the middle of the deck now, because the deck was nine feet by 30. It's going to be 17 feet by 30 now. Mm -hmm. And of course they got these little tractors out there. They're hauling dirt and, and, and rocks and stuff. I just looked outside a little while ago. Oh, we have it. Let, let, do you want to show people what we're talking about here? My yard's right, go destroyed. Ahead. Go ahead, Xander. My, my backyard. What? My driveway and my backyard is destroyed. Oh, man. Look Damn, dude. Jeez. My driveway, I mean, it's it's rocks. It's it's it's. So that's gravel. your driveway right there, and we're that's entering the yard now. Now yeah, you're going okay. toward the yard. Looks like, a, looks like someone was racing back there. You know what I mean? It looks yep. like it was a dirt, dirt, uh, yep. dirt bike. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Yep. See, they're putting the gravel underneath it now, and yeah. Uh, so you're going wider as opposed to. Are you going to go longer? I'm sorry. No, you... no. It'll stay. It'll stay the same length, but okay. Uh, width wise, it'll be eight feet wider. Okay. And then we're putting uh, uh, we're putting a arc pavers down so we can put. The, the, the family has voted against me, Rob. Um, I have to move. <laughs> what else is know? new? So I had five <laughs> grills on my deck before. You're down. So now I have to do. 
I have to put at least two down below. At least double, you're, you're double you're double decking now with your grills. I mean, that's hey, a problem. Hey, show Barrett that video. Barrett, do you see the video? Barrett, you mute. Did you did you see the video I sent you? Hold on, he's got having some issues, I think. All right. We got you, Barrett. It, no, he's okay. Well, anyway, he's out, okay. Keep, Good keep going. Oh, there you go. Oh, there we got him now. Now we got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you now. Did you did you see the video? No, let me see the video now. That's the Zander, same. Can you play it again? Yeah, play it one more time. Now, this this is what. So this is my drive. My driveway. I just had it uh, re, re uh, surfaced two years ago, and it still looked really nice and dark. You know, not anymore. All the gravel wow. stone. You see, this is Barrett. This is right up Barrett's alley right here. Building and stuff. My backyard, Barrett. You know how green my backyard was. Yeah, you could play golf in his backyard back before this. <laughs> not anymore. I can't believe that's your yard. Right? I yeah, know you are rough. mad. Not anymore. Dude, you are oh. hot. Hot so you see they're putting the gravel underneath and they're gonna in front of it, they're gonna put in arc pavers so they can put patio chairs down and I have to move. Barrett, my family outvoted me. I have to put two of my grills on the on the lower level now. Oh, that's messed I, up, bro. It's blasphemous, man. Well, I mean, yeah. but the only thing is why'd they have to put the gravel underneath it? Oh, so I put so I'll never see weeds again under there. I, I got you weeds. there. I, I get some you're coming see up weeds, But deck. you don't see the weeds underneath the deck anyways. Un uh, yeah, but when they, you can see them coming out from the front part, you know, yeah, a lot of times. Yeah. So they put mesh They put mesh under it first, they mesh, and then the rocks over the top of it. They just got you for your money, dog. That's an, it's an extra two grand you didn't need, bro, because it won't get any sun down there, so you won't get anything wrong. I know. I know, but dude, wow, before, before the original deck, always got weeds under there. Do you hmm. do? Yeah. I just now, how up. long is this job? Like, when's your deck going to be complete? When's the well, driveway going to be redone? No, better yet, when's our invitation? That's, that's when the is the party? That's yeah, where I was going. Well, the party? Here, here's the worst part about it: party at Deacon's when it's finished. <laughs> so they're going to be they're going to be at least probably another five days or so before this phase is finished. Then they have to wait uh, once they get the new wood on and stuff. They have to wait two to three weeks for the sun to cure the wood, yeah, so they can come back and stain it the colors that. Not me, but my wife and my son-in-law picked what up. What color is it? It's called sandal. The the color of the decks is sandal, and the rails will be painted all white. Like a, but it's, it's nice. like a faded brown kind of. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's like yeah. more of like an olive olive brown type. Yeah. Um, and my wife wanted the vinyl, pay, uh, rails and stuff that went up. Yeah. I said, "How much is the vinyl rail?" I said, "What?" <laughs> they told me the right, cost. Right. That's how. <laughs> Straight wood, baby. That's out. <laughs> but you know what, though, man? You don't have to worry about it. You know, I mean, it, it, when you get it like this, you have to, you know, do something to a stainer or do it at least every two or three two years. years. I don't yeah, mind that because I get this. I get this great stain gun. It's, I mean, this thing is great. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't run. It doesn't I know. I, run, I, 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 I saw it I, when you were. Oh yeah, when, you saw yeah, it. when I was putting the post up, and you know, and and, and yeah, you were, okay, you were yeah. just spraying. You were spraying away, bro. Yeah, hundred, hundred and eighty-seven pieces of wood. Oh, that was crazy, bro. That was yep. crazy. Posts, rails. Oh, yeah. 187 pieces of what we did in uh, June of 2020. Well, actually, you know, as we were doing it, he was running out of material. He had to go back and get more material. Mm -hmm. And he had to stain that stuff and spray paint that stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, because he, he didn't he didn't measure right. Wow. Wait, wait. What do you mean I didn't measure oh, right? Oh, wait a minute. What, right. what, what are you saying here? You, you had to go get more material. What, what are you trying to tell me? What, you didn't measure uh, right. I did measure right. I just needed extra material. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's getting deep in here. <laughs> hey, but so, at least, man, at least you know you put that double deck like that, bro. I mean, 
more room. You know what I'm saying? We won't have to be, you know, single file line. Bear, I, I'm not. Bear, I'm not working full time for an employee like you. I'm a freelancer, Brit, man. So that's why I'm doing like five, six different jobs, brother. Make up all this. Woo. Hey, let, let me throw two two little pieces of news here at you guys real quick. Uh, it, it's interesting. It's timely. The Phillies are playing the Blue Jays. Tonight's the last game of the two-game set. Yep. Blue Jays fired their manager. What? Yeah. After they beat us, they fired their manager. That's you right. Fired... Why? Yeah, according, according to Ken Rosenthal, who's a you know pretty legitimate you know source here from The Athletic and, and uh, Fox, he uh, they fired him. They've underachieved, guys, uh, this season, and I think they're frustrated with the way the team's playing, but – it is weird coming off a win last night. Remember the Phillies did that. They won, had an off day, and fired Girardi. If you yeah, remember, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Girardi won his last like game. Yeah, yeah, but 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 the Phillies were under sea level. This team is four games over five hundred, and there was an off day. If like, oh my goodness, timing's a little weird, right? On right, that, right, right. Yeah, that so, that makes no sense. Uh, I, did they say why was there? There's no. Yeah, that, that's all right now. I got. If I get more, uh, Ken, there's two people reporting it now. John Heyman from uh, from uh, Odyssey also reporting it. So it's real. I mean, he's out. So the Phillies will be facing an interim guy tonight. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty interesting, right? Oh, who's up? Is is Wheeler up right now? Yeah, it's Wheeler tonight. It's yeah, Wheeler. Yeah. yeah it's, it, with the Philly, we'll get to the Phillies in a late a little bit. They mm -hmm. desperately need this game tonight. They really yeah, they need to, to win this yeah, game. Do. Uh, so yeah, that'll be interesting the way the Jays come out with a new manager. Uh, we know it gave the Phillies a little little boost. Yeah, I want to I hope it did like they did us. You know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good thing is you only face them one more time. But um, let me throw a little uh, hockey thing at you too while we're while we're here. Uh, there's been a lot of talk that the Flyers were willing to throw a number one pick into the mix to try to move JVR. Yeah. Part of the reason you want to move JVR is to have enough money to get Johnny Gaudreau, who who told the Flames he wasn't returning there last night. Nice late back too. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that back. That's the old school fat P man. I love that. Yep. yep. Uh, so um, the Flyers, according this is according to uh, Sam Carcitti, who covered the Flyers forever for the uh, in Philadelphia Inquirer. Sam's a good man. Uh, he's with uh, Philly Hockey now. He says they're not willing to part with the number one or number one to sweeten the deal for JBR, which means they're likely not going to be in the mix for Johnny Gaudreau. Now, there's national people reporting that Gaudreau is going to go to the Devils for mm. what it's worth, okay? mm. which will hurt Flyers fans bad. That that hurts. It's bad enough they're not going to get him, but he goes right up the turnpike to the Devils. Eesh. Anyway. He's not the Rangers, man. True. True. Um, so there's that. And then the one other little piece of, of hockey little nugget, uh, Claude Giroux is going to sign with the, with the Ottawa senators. He's wow. from Ottawa. He grew up in Ottawa. So pretty cool. He's got, you know, homecoming for him. He wasn't coming back to, to the flyers. They traded him to Florida member at the deadline. Yeah. Um, so like little nuggets, just some nuggets I'm throwing your, your way wow. as we, uh, as we kick things around here. Yeah. So it's kind of where we're at. We were talking about, I took a pickleball gunner. I'm playing pickleball you're, now. You're playing what? Pickleball. <laughs> what, what the heck is that? So it's kind of like tennis huh? and, and a little bit of racquetball. And they, you use like a hard wiffle ball. Like it's almost like a hardened wiffle ball that you use, you know, when, when you play, just think it's sort of tennis. It's like tennis for like, do we have old, do we have video of this? Geezers. There's no there's no thank God there's no video of me playing. Uh, pickleball? Yes, pickleball. And how do you play the game? A lot of the, it's a lot of the same rules as uh tennis. You serve underhanded as opposed to you know the over the top serve. Okay. You just do a kind of boop, 
you know, like a, you like a badminton. Yeah. Or like if you're playing volleyball, you know, the little okay. soft serve, you know, right. one of those deals. So it's kind of like that. Um, and that's it, man. That, that's how you roll. And what yeah. do you play the game to? Uh, 15, 21? Yeah, we, I usually – I play – we play singles. And a lot of people play doubles. My buddy and I play singles. And we go, like – we'll probably play, like, seven sets. Okay. And the, here's the other part. Like, he's been playing for a while. Okay. So, he's kicking my butt every time we go out. Like, he's <laughs> – but I'm learning – I'm getting better. I'm starting to figure it out. Like, he can drop shots with touch Pickleball. on it. I'm just happy I can return it, man. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. so is it a game where you have to move around much? Because I'm into games you don't have to move around much, like cornhole stuff like that. Uh, I'm not do. doing tennis anymore and all that stuff. And then you wouldn't be interested. You got to move. Yeah, you, right. you do. Yeah, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Wow, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, yep, yeah. So I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm playing later today. So hopefully, if I'm a little sore tomorrow, you'll you'll know what's going well, on. Look, look, Captain Tony, I cannot wear the fine and dandy hat. On the bad beagle, I'm, I'm. He's still on me, bro. I can't wear the fine and dandy hat on the bad beagle this weekend. So What's hey, the fine and dandy. You didn't get the. That's the name. Of, that's the name of Captain's boat. The fine oh, he, and oh yeah, he wants you to wear that on an opposing boat. <laughs> he's trying to get you thrown off the boat, Barry. Right. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to sabotage you, dude. And and I'm telling you what, man. Like you talk about the most intense, ultra competitive person i've ever been around is this little woman named kim is sean is sean's uh wife now kim's about i'm not gonna say how tall she is but i'm talking about she is one of the most ultra competitive people i've ever met in my life i remember i first went out fishing with uh with with, with tony and i'm out there fishing we're jigging and i caught a fish and when i brought it in they grabbed the um um the fish before i could take it off and she looks over on the opposing boat and looks over and says, oh, oh, the big football player can't take his fish off. Oh, always me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I okay. Even, what? I hadn't even spoken to her before. I'm like She's talking a little smack and you didn't even know her? So I looked on it. I love her. Yeah, that's that's my girl right there. That's my girl wow, right there. Okay. She's about this tall, but I tell you what, she's fiery, man. So, like, her, her, her and Sonny, they get along because they're both, like, you know, they'll catch a fish this big, but next thing you know, by the time it, we've cooked it up, and say it's about this big, man. You know, so, I mean, it is what it is, bro. It is what it is. That's what fishermen do. We tell tall tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, I didn't know, the pressure I didn't know is there was on. this much smack talk that, that was involved what? in the uh, – Oh, what? In fishing? Are you oh, what? Yeah, on my birthday, smack talking on my birthday. Really? You know what you they were trying to distract me. Yeah, they were trying to distract me with my, my my puppy, man. They were trying to distract. Oh, look at your dog. He's all sick. Why well, they both over fishing, fishing away. You know what I'm saying? Gunner, of course, was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I admit I mean, that's it. A given. But yeah, but 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 Captain Tony, I you know, I'm, I'm standing next to him. We we hadn't even started yet. And he goes, all right, Digion, uh, you know, friendship's over. I'm about to kick your butt. So I get a I get a rod reel with one hook on it. <laughs> I look at his line, Rob. I swear he had like six different lures on his at the same line. I'm like, really? And you're gonna call us a fair competition? Really? Mm -hmm. And he's over there. He's catching fish. I mean, I'm catching one. He's catching two. I'm catching. I'm like, I'm not even looking at him anymore. I'm, I'm done with him for the day. That's funny, man. That's funny. oh yeah. There's a lot of trash talking and fishing, bro. Oh, also, much. And, okay. and, and his his son-in-law. Hey. He's just the captain of it. I mean, from a distance, he's poking it. He's poking at you from a distance. Poking at you from a distance, man. So, I mean, I can't wait, bro. I can't wait. This weekend, what, it's on. It's a, what is this, a tournament you're fishing in? Or? Yes, a flounder tournament. Okay, flounder tournament. You know, okay. Have you ever won one of these? 
Yeah, we've won the last two years. We won our um our marinas uh tournament the last two years. I never really I never fished in this one. It's called the Duke of Fluke or the Fluke of Duke or something like that. I've never fished <laughs> the in this Duke one. of Fluke. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds like fun, man. I was I looking at the picture wait. they they got her set of uh when you guys fixed up the yard with, with Barrett. That was that's was, a great picture. Two thousand nineteen. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like that, man. I like that. It looked good. No, too bad your your poor grass is gone, man. Now are they gonna lay Whoa. sod down? Will they lay sod down for you? Well, how does that work to get the, get the grass back? No, I'm gonna have to do it myself or get somebody to do it. Damn, man. Mm. I feel for you. Yeah, I feel this, for this you. This is all my wife's fault. This is all her fault. All right, <laughs> let's let's do this. Uh yeah, you know, hey, you know, like that's your business, man. I'm not getting involved in that. Uh, let's step aside, uh, and when we come back, we're going to dive into the Eagles. And here's what we have in store for you, by the way, for the show. We're going to do Eagles futures. Now, gambling folks may know what that means. It's you know you're placing a bet on somebody going forward, but we're going to do a little bit, a little little twist on it. Basically, we're going to pose a bunch of questions related to the Eagles going forward. What it's what you know, crystal ball this thing. So we'll do that when we come back. We'll get into the Phillies, so we'll be facing a new manager tonight in, in the Toronto Blue Jays, which is a strange thing in and of itself. We're going to go with the biggest NFL storylines out there, you know, including what happens with Deshaun Watson. Uh, will Lamar Jackson get paid? Will the Rams repeat? You know, et cetera. There's a, we've got a ton of those, which we'll throw out there. There's a bunch of other stuff. we got a great birthday today, which we'll dive into. Uh, and... 37 years ago, something massive happened uh, in the Philadelphia area, but it was a global event that happened 37 years ago. Yes, look really? at Derek. I like I like it when these – you guys don't even know what? what I'm throwing at you. Yes. What? Yes. What? I will say this. Over 1 billion people worldwide were tuned in. 1 billion with a B. We're tuned in. Wow. Now, I don't know if that could happen in this day and age with it, with everybody so splintered in what they watch, but yes, that happened. And I want to know where you guys were that day, if you remember. I know where I was. I was a kid, but I know where I was that day. So we'll, we'll get into that. And and wow. we have all, all three of us have spent a lot of time on that ground where this event took place. All really? Right. All I'm going to say that's a tease, as they say that, in, the, in the business. No, that's a hook. That's what you call the hook. I got the hook out. I got I'm yeah, my you, fishing hook. Wow. Out. All right. So we'll do all that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right. Finances. You work too hard, man. You're hustling too hard. You and your family need to be taken care of uh, as the years go on. That's for sure. You're not really sure who to trust with your finances, but. I found the right person, and I want to turn him on to you, and that is Jim Murray with Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, your 401K you may not be happy with, you can go over that and review it with him. Your insurance, you want to go over that with him. If you have a small business and you're trying to figure out how to how to get your employee benefits straightened out, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I entrusted my IRA, my 401K rollover with Jim, and he's also just a great consultant and sounding board as well. Give them a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You can also email them at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go for the polls and the pools. 
go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back in, everybody. Wednesday on Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis hanging with you. Uh, three hours of power being brought your way. Phillies in a little bit. We'll do a little more hockey as we get some breaking news. By the way, um, free agency kicks off today. There's all kinds of stuff going on hockey-wise. So any kind of breaking news of big names, we'll keep you posted. But uh, according to multiple reports, looks like the Devils are the front runner for Johnny Gaudreau. Not a done deal. Not a done deal by any stretch. If that changes, if anything, we hear anything, we'll let you know. Um, all right, let's move over to some football, guys. 13 days away from training camp for the Birds as we uh, as we count down the days till they get started here for real. So I thought today would be kind of a fun day to do some futures. Let's do some look ahead. Um, you know, we're we're sitting here now with a team that I think from an Eagles standpoint that you feel pretty encouraged about what they did in the offseason. Uh, they they – Went a little bit further than we all thought last year. Surprised us, most of us, a, a little bit last season, getting to the playoffs. So the expectations have been raised, and the bars have been raised as well. So let's do some futures, 
guy. So I'm going to throw this one at you. We'll start with the guy that a lot of this hinges upon, and that would be Jalen Hurts. There's been quite a bit of discussion, if you have heard, haven't heard this week, about Jalen Hurts uh, from a lot of different circles. But uh, <laughs> here's the question I have for you. Will Jalen Hurts be the Eagles starting quarterback in the 2024 season? You're muted, Gunner. So two seasons from now, not this season right. and even next, 24. 2024? Yeah. I'll let Barrett start this one. Barrett, you all yours, man. You know, I'm going to answer. Ah, da, da. Ah, da, da. <laughs> you slowed it down a little. Yeah. You, you, yeah, I think he took a da out of it. I, it was yeah, like, I thought, I thought he was leading into a song or something for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think he is. Yeah. And um, it, even to put, you know, uh, um, a stamp of approval on that, I'm saying that he's going to be a $40 million guy a year. $40 million a year guy in 2024. I mean, that's the way you have to look at it. The only way that he's back here in 2024 is if he's solidified himself as the starting quarterback and that um, he's the quarterback of the future. So you would have to pay him accordingly. He would no longer be under that rookie All contract. All right, so you, you believe. You are a believer. I truly believe he has – he has what he needs to be to be a starting quarterback for this Eagles team. What, what, is, what does he have? What does he have? He's a winner. Okay. He's a winner. He's going to okay. win games for you. Okay. And that's an attribute that, you know, that you can have the biggest – you can have a cannon under arm. Look, I mean, all right, look at Justin Herbert. Everybody's on Gaga and Google over him. He has a potent running game. He has a legit wide receiver core. He's he's he has a legit defense, but he is only he's been in the league what two or three years now, has amassed over ten thousand yards passing. Over a hundred touch right around a hundred touchdowns in the last three years, probably what he's probably close to a hundred touchdowns. And he has no playoff experience. So it's not all about the the cannon of an arm, reading deep, all this. What it's about is winning. Winning. I mean, even look at Mac. Five number five has 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 done everything that you would want from from a franchise quarterback. He's been in a Super Bowl. He just hadn't won a Super Bowl. That's five championship games he's been in. But his 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 record. I mean, his um his his the numbers that he's compiled don't necessarily reflect his performance on the field because his team has won with him. He's allowed his team to win. Yes, he had a great defense, which, you know, helped him out a lot. But still, he still has won. And that's the biggest thing. That win in, the, in, in, in that, 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 you know, that check in the win column is what it should be about. It doesn't necessarily have to be all about statistics and all that. It's about your ability to get your team to win. And that's what it's all about. And I think that Jalen Hurts has that. Now, if you want to call that an intangible, so be it. He's won everywhere he's been. He's won. He was in the playoffs his first year starting. Of course, he has, you know, he has some growing to do. But what, what young quarterback doesn't have growing? We're just not patient with young quarterbacks because it's a microwave type of society, man. At the end of the day, if this kid wins, then pay him accordingly. And I well, think that's that, the biggest thing. I guess the question I would have off of that, Barrett, is if is your stance that 
he's going to get better to the point where he will win a Super Bowl for the Eagles, or it should be good enough that he gets them to the playoffs and he's a you know winning productive quarterback. For like for me, it's about Super Bowls. It's not just about being Ryan Tannehill and getting his team to the playoffs. All right, all right. He's won a national championship with Alabama. You know, like it or not, he you know. He, but you can also say he lost his job too at Alabama. Well, I mean, everybody loses their job, bro. Uh, what I mean, if that, I mean, it, it even do they win that game if he stays in there in the second half and Saban doesn't pull the plug and put two? I in? think so. I think so. I really do think so because of that. You know, is I truly believe that you know if you watch two of the next season, he didn't necessarily blow things away. He wasn't just out there just balling. If you look at the production, I mean, he actually had more production than Tua did that very next year. It's just that once you make, once you pull the trigger on pulling a starting quarterback out, you're pretty much stuck with it because you don't want your team to be flip flopping back and forth. You know, so you're kind of set there. But I really think that if you'd have kept, you know, Jalen Hurts in there, I mean, he'd have still been a very, very productive team, and they'd have still went to the championship game even that next year. Also, in fact, he got him to the he got him to the championship game the next year because he came in and pulled off the win to get him to the championship game, even though they lost. So I, I I really truly believe that Jalen Hurst is just gonna he's always gonna put a, be in a position where he's gonna he's gonna succeed. His teams will win, and at the end of the day, that's what you want a, a quarterback to win. Trent Dilfer won a uh, Super Bowl. I know the defense, you know, behind one of the greatest that. defenses in the history of pro football. Right, and you know, um, I mean, there's a lot of guys that done that. I mean, they. Was was Jim McMahon a great quarterback? No. Bears, the 85 Bears, they're one of the greatest defenses in the history of pro football. Hell, Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Wilson, they won a Super Bowl in spite of him. Uh, Russell Wilson, yeah. He didn't have a great Super Bowl. He didn't have a great Super Bowl at all. They had that Legion of Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Big Ben. Yeah. Big Ben did not blow people away in Super Bowl 40. You know what I'm saying? He was just Ben Roethlisberger then. He didn't you're, right. Big ben Look, until he... you're right, but then the follow-up to that is going to be you're going to have to surround him with exceptional, rarefied air. Like the, the the examples we just used were the '85 Bears. I mean, that defense is arguably the best defense that's ever played. That Baltimore team in 2000, 2000, 2000 2001 yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I love what the Eagles did, but they're not even in the same conversation with those teams. Even Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, right. their defense at the time. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, that's why my point is like I. I I, look, I, I give him credit. He's won a lot in his career, but just being a guy who can get you to the playoffs isn't enough. Well, I mean, that's so um, every team in the NFL is trying to win a Super Bowl. They're not they're not gonna keep him in just can he win a Super Bowl? Unless you I, play I for Houston. <laughs> they, they ain't trying to win nothing. Hey, no, look, I, I, I'm not sitting here telling you he can't. I'm not saying that. The question is, can he elevate his game? Yes, from, he can. Yes, he can. I'm okay. saying this. Because I believe in I believe in his intangibles, um, in his ability to take a game over, that he can do, and that's what you need to be as far as a Super Bowl winning court. You have to be able to take a game over, and I my, believe his his intangibles can. You know, can my, he- my opinion is right now I don't know. I don't know if he can. I'm I'm telling you the truth. I'm not trying to cop out and and, and sit on the fence because I'm not a fence sitter. But I really need to see this year before I can say he can take it to the next level. Well, I don't I mean, know. In 2024, if you're a believer in his skill set, then you're saying that he's going to be the guy, 2024. So you might as well say that, you know, if you believe in him being the quarterback here in 2024, they're not going to have him here and not be the franchise quarterback. 
You know what I'm saying? So if he's here, right, evidently the organization believes that he can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, so you're, you're assuming then, and again, that's fine. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but you're assuming a big leap this year cements yeah. him as their guy going forward and they're not using first-round picks either on him, I'm sorry, either on a draft pick or to trade up or to trade to try to get one, that he has a good enough year where they're locking him up to major money and he's their guy going forward. They're committing to him. Right, right. I think they're All committing right. to him. Even I mean, and it's not still the takeaway that they still won't get a quarterback, because if my memory, um, my memory serves me right, the Eagles had their franchise quarterback and paid him, and they still drafted a guy in the second round. You know, Kevin Cobb. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm yeah, talking Wentz. about the situation I, you have with no, Wentz. I mean, yeah. but that no, also Wentz. sent him off the deep end. I'm not saying that would happen with Hurts. I'm just saying you, you know, know it won't happen with Hurts. Better have the right guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Goddard, where, where do you fall on this? I, I, I agree with, with some of the stuff Barrett says. If the Eagle, I'll put it like this. If the Eagles continue to put talent around him, he has a chance to be here in 2024. Based on what we hear about his work ethic, nobody will outwork him. Does that equate to him being a better reader of defenses. Can you get his arm stronger? I don't, and he, I don't, I'm not going to use the term a weak arm because I don't think he has a he weak arm. He doesn't have a weak arm. People right. keep saying right. that. He does not a have weak a arm. weak arm. Right. Right. He can make all I'm the not going to say that. Yes. I'm not going to say there? he has a weak arm. Um, I think the Eagles are all in on trying to make him a quarterback of not just the present but the future so they can continue to address other areas of this team to make them as strong as possible to be as complete a team as they can possibly be. So we look at what the Eagles did for them offensively. Now, they have one of the best offensive line coaches in the game. Hopefully he stays here forever. We already <laughs> we already know, no matter who they put on that offensive line, they're going to have a decent offensive line because of the – work ethic and that, that Stoutland puts in to make these guys as versatile and as NFL-ready as possible. We know they're going to always have a stable of running backs. They may never have that one running back like a Jonathan Taylor, a Derrick Henry. I mean, they may always have a trio of backs, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of teams do that nowadays. So I'm going to lean towards Barrett at this time and say I believe he will be here in 2024. I believe he will improve this season. To what degree? Obviously, we have no idea. We don't know. The numbers will show us by the end of the season. But right now, as we sit here today, based on a lot of speculation, a lot of gray areas, a lot of ifs and ands and whys and buts, you know, Barrett has inspired me <laughs> to a certain degree. So I'm going to lean towards Barrett and say, I believe he will be here in 2024 with the caveat it doesn't mean they won't draft a quarterback somewhere. What when you say the drafting part, is it might be a second or third round? I don't know if they're okay, using a first not, pick on them. Not a not first a high pick. Yeah, right. Then yeah, okay. Then that's that's a that's a thought that the it's gonna go well for him. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean so so I mean explain to me, Rob, you know, what's your what's your huge What's your take on it? What's your notion uh, on a direction that um, Jalen Hurts is going to go? Well, I, I think Barrett. Hey, Rob, the, be careful now because you might, you know, your story, whatever you say, might get twisted 85,000 ways from the original story like somebody yeah. else did a few no, days I ago. And, I, look, I, I hear you. Whatever. I, I, I don't. 
I don't go about thing. I don't care what they twist, whatever you want. Twist it. I don't. Thank you. That's why I say thank you. <laughs> um, here, here's where I am on this. I, I think that a lot of the things you laid out are dead on. I, for, I don't buy the weak arm. I think he's. I think he's got to be better at progressions. Not th- he can throw a deep ball. I don't have any doubt about that. He works as hard, if not harder, than any anybody in the game at maybe any position. I don't doubt that. He's a leader. Guys want to play for him. I don't doubt that. All of those things are. You are really necessary to to succeed in the league. I just need to see him as a passer against a good defense in a big spot. Show me that he can be that guy. I don't know right now, and I, I will That's give fair. him this. That's fair. Yeah, and I give him this. He didn't have enough last year. He didn't have enough help. Not even Not near enough. Him. No, he didn't have enough. He certainly didn't have enough receivers. And he had a. When you're only counting on a rookie, as much as I love Devontae Smith. Rookie receivers are still learning how to play the position, and to not have somebody else that was, that was even borderline dynamic, that's why I'm willing to say, you know what? What I saw last year may not be truly who this guy is. Plus, what also has to be taken into account, he's in the second year of this system, which is huge for this guy. He hasn't had this since high school. That's a big deal. So I want to see it, Barrett. That's all That's all I'm saying. It's not a, I, I'm not buying this. No, I'm saying I think he might be able to do it, but I really need to see it. I, I, that's the that's sort of the, sort of the positive side. Our, the negative our, side is, I, I I wish there was that game where I said, man, he carried them with his arm. It, it was a lot of sort of running and and some other stuff. I just needed to see a little bit more. But you can't say, man, he carried him with his legs. Yes. So yes. He, he so he has carried him, right? He's carried them. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, Look, so all right. All right. So I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you one. What did he do in the Atlanta game? He threw it pretty well in the Atlanta game. Yeah, he threw it pretty oh, well. He, did, he threw it more than pretty well. Yeah, he, he definitely had good games, Barry. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not, look, you're right. At the end of the day, man, it's about winning. It doesn't matter how you get it done. As long as your team wins, uh, just just win. It can be win ugly, win pretty. Who cares? All right, just I'm, win. I'm going to give so, you another quarterback. All right. I'm going to give you another quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. For 10 years, mm-hmm. he's been right around hovering around at 45 the 5,000 um, yard mark as far as passing. He had the best, the best wide receiver in the league for like six or seven of those years. Yeah. But did they win a uh, playoff game? No. And that's a team fault for sure. Ah, da, da. Ah, that's da, da. a team fault. Yeah. So it's you a, need a, more than just a gun, I agree. a quarterback with an arm. I agree. And weapons to win Super Bowl. Yeah. So you can't, I, I, I hate when people try to equate, all right, can he win you a Super Bowl? That's why I didn't like, I, I don't like that because it doesn't matter what your arm is or how talented you are with your arm if you don't have the team around you to help you build I agree. and make you a better quarterback. Now, yeah, this look, team has done it for him this year and it's starting from last year. The NFL is the ultimate village, okay? It, it right. takes a village. Now, you, you, need to be, you need to be fortunate enough to fall in with the right coach. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is an incredible talent, but did it help him a lot that he had Andy Reid to, to help grow him? Yes, of course. Uh, Josh Allen has a lot of raw, just watch, look at the guy with the cat and he can run, he's big and all that, but he had Brian Dable to help grow him and an organization that supported him with making smart moves. Uh, this is where I think it's interesting with, with Hertz. The Eagles realized in the offseason, man, we better get him a real wide out to go with Devontae <clears throat> Smith. And they did with AJ Brown, you know, he's got a good offensive line. Like, that's why I think it's fascinating because it's there for him now from a, from a talent around him. Yeah. The only, thing I don't know for sure. I don't know about Steichen and Sirianni 100% yet. I don't know. I don't know. And that will lead us into some of our other questions, but I'm not sure. So I, 
Look, I know this is going to sound like I'm kind of like on the fence with this, and maybe I am. I don't know right now. I need to see this year before I can go. We're all on the fence, and anybody who says they're not is lying. Because if you look at our chat comment daily, if you look at all the comments daily on social media, it's all about, you know, what Jalen has to show this, Jalen has to show that. Okay, that's that's a fair assessment. That's not saying he can't. It's just that we haven't seen enough of it yet. Yeah. But then, you know, you say the wrong thing and people run with it 85 different ways. And <laughs> the story that's originally told is never told accurately. Right. You know, once it gets to the 85th person. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a fair, it's Rob, it's a fair assessment. There's too many gray areas right now. I just think two, two other things. I, I really, and this is, this is going to go to the um, side of Hertz for a second, but it's a general complaint that I have about quarterbacks. Far too often, we do the what's a quarterback's record against a winning team. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry. Was the quarterback playing defense? Was he the one blocking? <laughs> right. Was he right. the one who didn't catch a pass that was right in his hands in the end zone? Like, I just think that's such a it's such a BS thing to, to lay it always on a quarterback in a team sport. He's four. He's four and twelve against yeah. this franchise. Yeah. What, what does the franchise put around him? Right. And if you watch the game, oh, the other team scored 33 points. You know, it's like, it's crazy. So I think that's unfair. But sometimes last year, teams, people will say, how did he do against really good defenses? Well, how'd the team do? You know, and that's in that playoff game. Granted, he didn't play well at all, but neither the Eagles' defense, you know, Brady took his foot off the gas, basically. He could have just shredded them for 50 in that game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. So, all right. So that's, that's the first one. That's our first future. All right, so then that leads us to Nick Sirianni. Will Nick Sirianni be the Eagles head coach in 2024? Same year I gave you for Hurts. Will Sirianni still be the Eagles head coach? Because we know that the Eagles front office is not afraid to pull the trigger if things aren't going to their likings, i.e. Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl and was out you know, a few years after that. Will Sirianni be the coach two years from now in 2024? D-Gun, you get the first crack at this one. Yes. I believe okay. he will. I believe he's everything um, that they want in a coach. He is uh, a person that um, embraces an organization. He doesn't alienate. I think the Eagles learned a valuable lef- lesson from the Chip Kelly fiasco. I think Doug Peterson would have still been here um, if he had gotten some of the things that he wanted, you know, um, and I think Syria and I think the Eagles learned from that lesson as well, because that was a mutual admiration society. And it still is between Doug Peterson and the Eagles front office. Um, so I think they learned from that as well. And so I think they will do everything in their power to keep Nick Sirianni here. He's a young, innovative mind. He has the type of game plan that Jeffrey Lurie loves. Um, I, and the players love playing for him. So, yeah, I think he'll be here. I think I think he'll be here if he continues to win and be consistent. I don't think he's going anywhere unless he wants to. Okay, fair enough, back. I I think that he will, um, and that just so happens to be his contract year also, which is also tied with Howie Roseman's contract year, mm-hmm. which is also tied with Jalen Hurst's contract year. You're staying, you know what I'm saying? So all all those coming together, I think that he will be because you know right. I, I'm saying that Jalen Hurts will be here. And if Jalen Hurts is here, it, you yeah. know, it, you know, those guys are tied at the hip, including Howie Roseman, and I think all three of those guys are going to be here. I mean, all two of those guys will be here. So, yeah, I think so. Um, 
do I think that um, he's a good coach? Yes, I do. Um, I think he understands the dynamic of how to um, relate to players. Yeah, relate to him. But I, I, I really like how he he patronizes. You know, I don't know if it's patronization, you know, because you know, but his older players as it connects patron, how he connects or, or, or yeah, you does he let them get away with a lot of stuff? I mean, not really necessarily get away with it, but he kind of, you know, makes sure that they're taken care of. You know what I'm saying? And and he he smooshes those guys over. I don't know if you can call that patronizing. He smooshes no. them over, allows them to do a lot more. Have Maintenance a lot more stays, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So he understands the dynamics of um, older players with this young coaching staff. He's done that and, and went about that the right way. You know, okay. so that that goes a long way when you have players that are elder statesmen on the team. Um, I do think that you know, but you know, I, you know, I was one more point, one more point, you know, on um, Hurts. If you look at Trevor Lawrence's Lawrence numbers and look at Jalen Hurts' numbers last year, how would you compare those two? I, mean, I would say, but, but in fairness to Trevor Lawrence, he he was in total dysfunction, Barrett, with that organization. Not only, they, not only that. But it's Jacksonville's offensive line was nowhere near yeah. as good as the Eagles. I don't think that's fair to Lawrence, honestly. Che- like, J- Trevor Lawrence running for his life back there. Yeah, that was chaos, dude. So, chaos. so, 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 I don't see how people can't make the comparison. Same comparison when he has he's throwing a Jalen Rager, Rager guys like that. You know that all. That, the, you know, look, it's so fair. He didn't have the staff. staff. You know, I mean, all that stuff is the same. But thing he had stability, though, Barrett. Yeah, but but Barrett, Lawrence we also we also talked about how he missed how many targets he missed wide open in the flats, you know, stuff like that. That's what we're talking about. And it be, and it leaked last season about him going passes, through business. Two drop passes, receivers drop running out of No power. question. No all question. That stuff, all that yes. stuff comes with dysfunction. That's, so yes. that's why That's why I don't like when people just say that, all right, you know, he's not going to learn mm-hmm. it. You, you know, he doesn't have a, a, an NFL arm. Oh, see, that's what that's the type of stuff that I'm getting. You know, you talk about yeah. numbers. You never, yeah, you never heard me say that. I, I've always said – you don't have to have a cannon. Well, for that's, my I'm, I'm, that's my fault. That's my I'm looking at the stream and then I'm and I'm, oh. I'm trying to you know answer their questions. You know they're, oh. they're saying this and saying that. You know I, what I mean? I've never, never. You don't have to have a laser for an arm to be successful in the NFL. I, I, I. I this, mean, you this, think you do they think Tom Brady's arm is a laser arm? What Steve no. Young? Steve Young didn't have a laser yeah, arm. It's right. about ball placement. I mean, exactly. that's what it's about. Exactly. I, I don't, yeah. Look. I don't. I don't worry. I honestly, you never hear me bring up arm strength when I'm talking about hurts. I don't worry about that. That's not something I'm concerned about. It's more of a progression thing and not wanting to take off right away. Just sticking in the pocket, climbing pocket. That's what and that I'm progression thing also comes from being coached. I agree. Through your progressions, you know, if you're running RPOs, the RPO progression is a lot different from sitting back in a pocket yeah. and, and and throwing, uh, you know, progression in routes and things of that nature. They start off with that damn RPO. RPOs only work because you only have one, uh, really one route to, to throw to after you get from the run um, and, you know, the, the scramble or whatever it is, you know, the running for your life, uh, running that damn RPO. You know, so he wasn't really taught to sit back and, 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 and throw the ball until later on in the season. Right. So when you talk about progression, you have to learn progression from guys being taught that. He hasn't been taught that really in the capacity that, you know, other guys have been taught. RPO is not a progression type of offense. Gotcha. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair. Right, look, well, here's where I'm at. And the original question was for about uh, regarding Sirianni. Oh, yeah. I don't, Sirianni, yes, he will be here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think the Eagles want to be a revolving door of coaches. I don't think they want that. 
Um, I think they want to, I think they brought in Nick Sirianni for a reason. I think that Nick Sirianni showed a lot of chops last year and keeping this thing together and turning it around. Uh, I think he will be, I think he'll be here. I think he'll be the Eagles coach in two years from now, starting the 24 season. I do believe I thought you, I thought you were a really firm guy with Sirianni. You like the Sirianni a lot, right? I like Sirianni. Yeah, I do. I actually do. Let me throw one more at you and then we'll, we'll roll some of these over to the, uh, to the next segment, but how, uh, will we feel good? I, I'm I'm doing this to, at the end of this year. Okay, will we feel good about Jonathan Gannon as the defensive coordinator? Ooh. I'm going to take that wow. first. I think we will. I think we will uh, have rave reviews and say, "Wow, this guy looks like a completely different coach than what we saw last year." Which means he'll probably be gone in 23. But that means someone will have grabbed him up and be gone. I think he's going to do a good job. I think they gave him options. And he gave him a lot of diversification that he could do with the, the between the defensive line, a good linebacking crew, a better secondary, and I think he'll, he'll show more aggression. And I think he will. This will be a very good defense for the Eagles. Therefore, I think we will feel good about Jonathan Gannon. How about you, Barrett? <laughs> See, that's this the one I'm more I'm most undecided on when it comes to you know <laughs> this Gannon uh, whole situation because I I really don't know how he feels as though he's going to be in um, a three, four guy and a four down guy. I didn't see that in Minnesota. Minnesota was a four down defense. And I want to see how he's going to, you know, run a system. You know, he had three boss linebackers and he had two guys that could rush the passer while in Minnesota. So I, I want to see that, you know, this is one of those times when I'm going to say, I'm going to wait and see. Cause number one, he has to be able to get these guys to buy in. So I think they bought in, but he also had to get these guys to really switch from being a one gap, um, get up the field type of um, defensive line. And then have those same guys switch to a two gapping, keep guys off the linebacker defensive line um, within plays, you know what I'm saying? Back-to-back plays or, you know, every other play. That's a hard concept to get these guys to understand. And, and, and really buy into. So, I mean, that's hard. And plus, you know, his name is getting brought up with all these, uh, all these coaching jobs, you know, and he say he, he, um, he interviews well. So, I mean, from that aspect, it really doesn't matter if he has a great year in coaching because um, people outside of the organization love him. Yeah. I don't worry about him finding employment or whatever. I, I want to be good here. Uh, right, I want to right, be good right. here. Uh, but you, you, you sound like you're not as confident. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Okay. Not. How about you, Derek? Um, I've been on record a number of times saying I felt that he didn't have the talent he wanted to do some of the things he wanted uh, in 2021. And just like with Jalen Hurts, uh, Howie Roseman went out and got Jonathan Gannon better pieces to the equation to make the product overall better. This team was at the bottom of the league last year in quarterback sacks. I think they should improve that significantly. Um, they were at the bottom of the league in terms of uh, what, big plays allowed, uh, third down situations. I think that will improve significantly. So I say, yeah, we're going to feel pretty good about Jonathan Gannon uh, at the conclusion of this season. Um, I still have reservations, rightfully so, until I see it. But I think because of all the pieces, he's got himself a better pass rusher and Hassan Reddick. He's got a better linebacking group. He's got a, a good piece to complement Darius Slay on the other side. He went out and got a veteran safety to put on the back end. 
He's gotten bigger and thicker in the trenches and the better rotation uh, by, by, by drafting Jordan Davis. So I think there's no way on God's green earth that Jonathan Gannon's defense should not improve in 2022. Yeah, and let me be real clear. If they aren't massively improved with the, with the uh, additions they made in personnel, then the Eagles should think about uh, moving on after this offseason, after this season, frankly. Yeah. Because they gave him a lot of tools to work with. A big time in a big way. So, all right, you guys, we'll keep that rolling. All right, we'll we'll push some uh, some of the Phillies discussion we were going to do back because I got a bunch more I want to hit you with. What a conversation! What a conversation! Better quarterback three years from now. Oh, geez! Hurts, wow, Mac Jones, Wait, Trevor hurts. Lawrence, wow. Tua. I'm going to keep Burrow hurts. out of it because wow. I think he's taking it to Mac a different Jones. We got Hertz, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Tua. I'll ask you wow. about those young cats uh, when we get back. All right, but there's a good. I got a bunch more for you for wow. sure. Hey, bro, 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 and also, man, I mean, just want you guys to know, Captain Tony says I can. This is my fishing rod, right? He says I have your fishing rod available for rent on Saturday. I'm renting my own fish. Oh my god. <laughs> He is That's not like some D gun stuff there. Yeah, there's some dirty pool going on here, man. I don't know. You better be careful. Like you're gonna get shanked on this on this boat, man. You better watch yourself. I'm, day wor- 30, I'm, wor- I'm worried about you going on this trip now. Day day thirty day thirty seven. Barrett yeah. Brooks still missing at sea. I'm telling you, man. I don't. I, we might have to veto this trip. This uh this competition. All right. So let's uh let's step aside. We'll do. We'll keep going with the Eagles futures when we get back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's uh, let's talk about pro-action restoration because I, I want everybody to kind of get ahead of the game here. Or if you're experiencing this issue, I, I got the lifeline for you right now. If your home, your business, a property you own has either water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be, call pro-action restoration. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you. I went through it. I called them. They got right on the case. They fixed up my parents' basement situation, which was flooded and a mess. They did it professionally. The crew was clean. They were quick, and the price was reasonable. They're licensed, bought it, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction does work in conjunction with your insurance company also. Again, it could be any of the above or something else. If you're not sure, call them and consult. But it could be water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, whatever the case may be. 610-623-3700. Six zero. That's how you reach them. Or you just hop online, proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. everybody thanks for hanging with us we are sports take jacob sports youtube network on this hump day how was that it was pretty good man i hit a little huh? I think I pulled yeah. hold on oh. <laughs> stretch for a minute there you're muted gutter what is going on man Jeez. dude i'm de- i'm depressed man you're My distracted yard. by your lawn being yes. torn up and you can't figure out you, the mute button now you what don't understand happening? you don't understand how i'm about my yard man you know so you know we i, I should have put the dogs in the kennel yeah, but we didn't because I did not get the dogs their shots yet, which I finally made appointment for next to. It's a dog on shame. You can't put dogs in a kennel now unless they have their shots. Oh yeah, I'm like, when did this scam come up? You know, I, I know, man. So you got to do that. So more money, um, more money, more money. So exactly. I told my, I told my my kids, my my, my kids and my, and my son-in-law, I said, if you take the dogs out, take them out to the backyard on a leash. Well, we can just take them to the front yard. I don't want the dog pooping on the front yard. Okay. Dad, you're ridiculous about no, I'm not ridiculous. Take the dogs on the leash to a backyard. Nice. So just, just to show you how it can almost backfire on you. So yesterday, I hate to derail, get off track, but I forgot I wanted to share this story. So yesterday, right? Yeah. yeah. My daughter has to go uh, away for a while. So she asked me to keep the three-year-old demolition expert who I love to death. I said, no problem. So you see the black – you guys got hit by the storm like we did here? We didn't get it uh, – Barrett and I were talking about it. I, I, like, I, I got a little, bad, but yeah. it really wasn't as bad as what they thought it was going to be. Dude, rain, it rain looked was, like it, though. Yeah, it looked, it looked like, like it was going to be, yeah. like, yeah, real bad. Yeah. Dude, the rain was so bad here, you know, you know, and it was blowing sideways to the point and stuff is moving. I was about to grab my grandson and three dogs and go to the basement. That's how bad I thought it was. Jeez, okay. It was, it was that had, bad. For about, about 10 minutes, it was bad. Okay. So before the rain actually hits, you see the black clouds rolling in, right? Yeah. So I tell my daughter, um, I'll take care of Cruz. So as soon as she leaves, the 75-pound gazelle upstairs, because she's deathly afraid of thunder. Now, you know, dogs can hear that stuff a mile away. Oh, they know it's coming way before she, we do. 
she's going nuts. She's going crazy because um, she she's afraid of thunder. Yeah. So I've got blo- I got both gates upstairs blocked off, so she can she has a, she can rip open a gate and and run through the gate. So I've got them blacked off, uh, blocked off, or so I thought. So oh no. <laughs> so first of all, I take the two small dogs out, and I let them out in the backyard. The workers are gone by now, and I see I see it's coming. It's like there's no way this is gonna miss us. So I go back in the house. My grandson he's sitting on the couch watching his cartoons, eating his little ice. I mean he's oblivious to everything, right? right. So I go, I get back in the house. Sure enough, I hear the gate rip open, a metal gate rip open upstairs. <laughs> Here comes the 75-pound gazelle down the stairs, right? Yep. yep. And and remember, the, the little the one little dog, PJ, he hates me and tries to kill her. You know, he's 12 pounds, she's 75 pounds. He constantly attacks her. Okay. So now I've got to control her. While she's running around the family room with my grandson, I run outside, grab the two little ones, put them under my arm like a loaf of bread, take them back in the house and (laughs) dump them in the crates in the family room and get the 75 pounder outside so she can use the restroom as well. My grandson, he's just sitting there watching. He's like totally oblivious to this stuff, right? Yeah, good for him. He doesn't have to deal with this adult fun, the ugly stuff that you got to deal with. Just as I get back outside to grab the 75 pound gazelle, it just comes down. Like it's, it's almost like, the, a plague. It's just raining. I get the house, you know, she gets off the leash. She's running around. The two in the crate are barking like crazy. Then my grandson says, Tata, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm home by myself, man. By the, right, time, right, right. by the time I was done, I'm like this. <gasps> so then, you know, you couple that with today. You know, I, and I and I, I just stood there. I just stood there, Rob. You know, it's like you lose a friend. <laughs> and I just contemplated what my yard just looked like a week ago. Yeah, you're a good buddy. You you spent a lot of time buddy. with that with that friend. Yeah, oh, taking know. care of that friend. Hold on, yeah. hold on. <laughs> I remember I went to his house and um, I parked instead of me parking. I usually just go ahead and just park inside. You know, you know, driveway. driveway. In, anyways, you know, even though you're not supposed to, I park there anyways. Just to set him off. Well, this time I parked in 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 front of the house, and I walked up. I got halfway up the yard, and right. I cut through the grass. And he just looked at me and just shook his head. Oh, you walked across <laughs> the grass? Oh no! No, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a oh, little bit no. exaggerated. I did that because it's better. <laughs> I tell any and everybody because when you walk out my front door. You have to walk to the right to the driveway and then walk down the driveway to get to your car on the street. Yeah. I tell anybody, including delivery people, hey, hey, just go across the grass. Just you don't have to do that. Because you know, some people are really finicky about their grass. And you know, a lot of times, you know, friends are, oh, okay, you know, because they don't want to step on your grass. I'm like, no, no, no. Go across the grass. Yeah, I don't right, care. Right. So Barrett see, Barrett exaggerates a lot of stuff too now. See, it's entertaining are, though. His exaggeration is entertaining. Yes. I mean, people I already think that. I'm missing a few a few bets in the belfry, which I am. But yes. Barrett takes it to another extreme. I got though. you. I hear you. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm, walking, um, I'm looking down. I'm rubbing my feet. Oh, some nice grass here. You just shook his head. <laughs> I'm like, let me let me pull some of it up and just look at it. Right. You know, you know, you see the big brother who antagonizes the little brother. There's <laughs> always the little big brother here who always. I think you both do a good job of antagonizing each oh, other. Goodness. I will say that. Rob, Equal I'm a very portions. I'm a very peace loving man. Sure I, I embrace everybody. Um, uh-huh. I try not to offend anyone. Unless, uh, of course, it's a story that's bogus <laughs> that goes national for no reasons, which I care not to talk <laughs> about. Um, but uh, now, D Gun, that's another story. D Gun's an antagonist. Yes, <laughs> See, I hear you. There's Gunner and then there's D Gun. So, 
the thing speaking of that the, the the one fun thing that i still keep getting on my timeline which is yeah. great is they know there aren't sacks nobody's hitting the quarterback i know man i know we we, we, oh, we under, everybody understands oh, my there's a clock and the clock there's just you got to get rid of the ball by a certain time if not it's considered a sack so can so just, can we yeah. stop with that please? yeah i'm on wip yeah. yesterday i'm talking to marks and reese and you know they're asking me all the questions about it so you know i said ike i said ike I said, like, really? And I goes, you know what, D-Gun, you're right. I said, when you hold a ball a certain amount of time, is deemed, you know, coaches deem that a potential sack. Right. He goes, exactly, D-Gun. He said, anybody knows football should know if you do a 707, you're not sacking the quarterback. Correct. But I, I look up and down the time that I saw people jumped on, number one, um, that there's no sacks in 707. Number two, somehow the story blew up that I said that he struggled all t- OTAs. Oh, which oh, yeah, I it, was, it, was, yeah right, it was one. Yeah. And, and by the way, the notion that we're just trying to hot take, first of all, it was it was within organically in the body of a conversation yes. where this came up. This wasn't even a planned segment no. or, no. Gunner, what are you hearing or whatever. And Barrett heard the same report. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Anyway. So, it's, it's the same thing, and it's also the same topic we talked about early in June. Early, Nobody we, picked up on it we then. Talked about it forever ago. We Nobody, talked about you know, it Friday, and it didn't get picked up until Monday. You know, right, right, right. So yeah. uh, you know what? It's funny, and, and people want. Here's the thing: people want you to respond so they can jump even more. So correct. People are, aren't you responding, Diga? For what? What am I going to respond? I somebody even told me that it was on ESPN. I'm like, really? I said, if nothing else, they had the Jacob Media Sports logo got mentioned yeah. on ESPN. Yeah, I mean, there, there's an old adage that you don't argue with an idiot right honest to god right. there's a it's it's you know what are you you're spinning your wheels and i'm not saying everybody on twitter's an idiot but there are enough people on there who don't want to take the time to to right. really listen right. or find out what's going on they just want to fire they just want to fire based off a couple exactly. words that they saw not not context so anyway all exactly. good all good uh but that's what we do that's all right and people take it however they want to take it um all right let's continue with our eagles futures if you just uh just tuning in. That's what we've been doing, kind of looking forward and looking at our crystal ball and forecasting a little bit what this is going to look like. All right. So I'll, I'll hit you guys with the question that, that I teased when we went out the door here. Three years from now, you know, whatever, it's today, we're going to 22. So we take it 24, 25 season, whatever. Who's the best quarterback of this lot? Or if you want to rank them, put them in your order, or whatever you want to do. And I, 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 it's selective, the ones that I'm choosing here. Like, I didn't choose Herbert and Burrow because I feel like they're already more established. Okay? Right, yes. But if you want to throw them in, fine. It's it's okay. Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, and Jalen Hurts. Of that grouping, who's the best uh, of that bunch that we that I just laid out there? Uh, Barrett. I'm, I'm just going through the numbers. And stuff. <laughs> I mean, this is this is truly hard because it is hard. It's not easy. It really isn't easy. I I, I'm, I look at Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones, and um, they're trying to put you know. Well, Mac Jones did it, you know, and he has next to nothing to throw to. So, um, and he still had over 3,800 yards, um, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He had a 92 uh, rating. Yep. Right. Um, and from a coaching standpoint, he's probably going to be the, 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 the most coached up and well-versed at defensive prowess because of, you know, his head coach is a defensive guy. That's a, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Because the Belichick's more of a defense. He can kind of do both, but he's, he's a defensive guy at heart. Right. Which mean, But he will educate him better than anybody on what he's looking at out there. Even if McDaniels isn't there anymore. 
the guy on yeah. the other the, Belichick is going to be the one telling you you're it's a great point, but I just, anyway, keep going, but great point. And, you know, so from a coaching standpoint, he'll probably get the most coaching out of the whole situation. Um, he's also the guy that, uh, that I think won't get a lot of the weapons that these other guys will get. Like they'll bring more to the table as far as, you know, bringing people in to encourage these quarterbacks to get better in other places. You're saying, yeah, because Belichick's gotten away with it for years with Brady, not having, and I think he's going to do the same thing. Some exceptions, Moss, but but yeah, I I hear you. Yep. So they're not going to, you know, they're not going to really, even though he's the G he's the GM too. They're not going to bring in guys to necessarily help him and make him a better player with the weapons, but he'll be more of a, a cerebral mindset of, of, of breaking down defenses. And he'll be a quarterback that basically just going to win just because of, you know, his knowledge of defense is more so than anything. Um, when you look at Tua, they brought in all the weapons. They have a new head coach, an offensive minor head coach, who's more of a, a gadget guy, a, a schemer, and how he builds a, um, an offense up. Because that's the same thing he did when he was in with the 49ers. It was in Daniels. McDaniels. McDaniels. Uh, yeah. Yeah, McDaniels, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at the numbers, I mean, Jalen Hurts has better numbers than – than Tua also, you know what I mean? So yeah. from Tua's standpoint, I, I think that, you know, Jalen Hurts would be better than him. Trevor Lawrence, he's got Doug there. They brought in the weapons. So the better quarterback, I think, is the guy that's, you know, basically been the best quarterback throughout his lifetime, and that's Trevor Lawrence. Just from their, their building around him, they now have a head coach that speaks well two quarterbacks and can, you know, bring out the best in the quarterback that he has. So I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence. Um, then I'm going to go Mac Jones. Then I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. And then I'm going to go Tua. Interesting. Okay. It's an, and it's Mike McDaniel, just for whatever. Mike McDaniel, yeah. yeah. Mike McDaniel. No S on it, McDaniel. McDaniel. I, I said McDaniels. I'm just correcting myself here. Uh, Derek, go ahead. How would you rank him? Um, I hate to admit it, but I'm, I have them numbered exactly the same way Mr. Brooks does. I hate to admit it. I, I love you. It. I love you. I hate to admit it. I, you, know, that hurts. Man, you know how much that just sticks in my craw. You know, <laughs> you know, like when you have a bad, you know, you have a good meal, but all of a sudden it just sticks right here. Yeah, you can't get that feeling out of it. Yeah, you, know? you get a little indigestion. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I look at Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence has all the mechanics of being a, an ex- excellent quarterback. You know, he was six, just six. putting. A, he's just a. He was putting a bad situation. You know. Yeah. And the thing is, the guy is 6'6", and he can run. You know, he can get out of the pocket and run when he has to as well. He can throw on the move. He can do everything you want a, a, a front-line quarterback to do. And I do believe that with uh, Doug Peterson down there, Doug Peterson will bring the bring out the best in him. They got him better weapons. They spent money on the offensive line. They spent money to be a better team. I don't think it's going to equate right away into a, a, a winner. I think they'll win more games than they won last year. When I look at a Mac Jones, Mac Jones is in – the ultimate system. When you look at that Bengal um, Patriots organization, it doesn't make a difference who they bring in to play, whatever position the case may be. They excel in the Patriots way of doing things, you know, and it starts with the coaching staff. You look at how how many coaches they've lost through the years, but yet when they replace the coaches, they still have a consistency about what they do when they put their business on the football field. So with Belichick, coaching up Mac Jones. Mac Jones will be a very efficient quarterback in the New England's way, and Patriots way of doing things, okay? And so I put, that's the reason I put Mac Jones number two. I mean, again, the Patriots were one game away from making the playoffs. 
last year with Mac Jones at quarterback. Okay. And, you know, it, it, he's not Tom Brady, but Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady the first, you know, right out the gate. You know, we are wondering who is this Tom Brady guy? Gunner, they you won know. 10. Just to put it in perspective, they won a game more than the Eagles won. They won 10 yeah. games. Yeah. 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 You know, so I, I think that he's number two. Hurts is three, and, and to me, Tua is four. I look at Tua. I think of Tua more of as a gadget type quarterback. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of a Kyler Murray type mm-hmm. quarterback. You know, he's a little guy who can scramble, dart, and, and you know, and duck and, and get rid of the ball. I don't ever think long term he'll be a franchise quarterback. So I go Lawrence one, Mark Mac Jones two, Hurts three, two or four. You know, All right. that's I mean, just being you know keeping it one hundred. You know, Trevor Lawrence has been. It's almost like he was bred and 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 and, and you know what I'm saying he's a he was cloned to be a quarterback. You know what I mean? As far as when he was Body a young type, kid right, from right. from from like seven eight years old, you've been hearing about this kid at seven oh seven camps and everything yeah. else. You know what I'm saying? Since you know he was that age, he's always been another either number one or number two quarterback. Actually, the number one quarterback you know throughout that time is the um, is um, Fields from Chicago. Those two were going back and forth as far as the best quarterback in the nation all the way through high school. Um, you know, even they're both the, the from draft. the Georgia area, right? Somewhere, yeah, in, in, yeah. yeah. So they've been battling back and forth for a long time, man. Right. Uh, it's, look, it's a fair point. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Uh, look, I'm not a believer at all in Tua at all. I, I think they're pouring a lot of resources in, into a guy who ultimately isn't that guy. I, I'm just not. A, I don't think he can stay on the field. I don't love his arm. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't like about about Tua, so I would firmly put him last with not much debate there. Working your way up, look, I think Mac Jones is going to be the ultimate game manager, and that's not – I don't say that as a backhanded compliment. I don't. I, I think he can he, – he's not going to hurt you. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes to kill teams sometimes. Uh, I also just don't think he's he has that spectacular gene in him, but that doesn't mean you can't win a lot of football games and win a – potentially win a Super Bowl, especially with a guy like Belichick as your quarterback. I just don't think he is, get on my back and I'm throwing for 350 in this game with four touchdowns type right. dude. Right. I don't think that's who he is. But I still think he showed you a lot last year. I mean, he he was really not expected to do a ton, I think, last year. But, you know, to his credit, he had a nice year for them. So I would I, – I'm really going back and forth between Mac Jones and Hurts where I have those two. And I think it's a coin flip, honestly. But I'd yep. probably go – Hurts three, Mac Jones two, Trevor Lawrence one. I, I just think Trevor Lawrence has got all the ability in the world. And yeah. a lot of it's going to come down to surrounding him. Yeah, you know, I think he's surrounded by a good coach who can grow him. I also think, you know, if he's willing to listen and he doesn't get sort of stubborn headed like Wentz got, I think he can be really successful with Doug Peterson there in, in in Jacksonville. I agree. I agree 100%. You know, people, people say, you know, Frank Reich is the reason we won the Super Bowl. No, Doug Peterson was at the helm of that. People need to understand that Doug Peterson was at the helm of that. Frank Wright was a significant contributor to Mm -hmm. to the success of that team in 2017. But it was Doug Peterson, um, you know, who really nurtured uh, Carson Wentz, helped helped him, showed him the way of how to be. Now, Now, Doug Peterson was not a great quarterback, but as a coach, Doug Peterson could relay a lot of information to Carson on how to handle your business, how to see see a defense, how to read a defense, you know, so don't, don't overlook that fact. And I'm not saying you guys, but I'm looking at some of the chat comments in here. Well, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Like, like Bird, uh, yeah. Birdman's a good example. He says, you should yeah. look up Mac Jones numbers. And then I, I know what he did in college Birdman. I know. Right. right. 
this isn't college, okay? And my point wasn't Mac Jones stinks. I just don't think at the NFL level he's he's like a Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow type that's just going to be able to go bananas for you and you know in for the in, in a certain game or whatever. I think he's a good player, but I just don't think he'll do that at the NFL level. We'll see, and we'll see. I don't know if he has the weapons to do it either. So that's kind of where I'm big, at. That's my big thing right there: the weapons to do it. Um, I, do, do I think he has the intangibles to be a really good quarterback? I right. don't see those intangibles um, as far as a rocket of an arm. I don't see that. Um, Who, Mac Jones? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but I, I and I, I agree with everything you're saying. But, again, let me emphasize, the Patriots system, the way of doing things there ah, is da, da. second to none. Yep. And for the life of me, I've, I've, never, I've never understood how, you know, NFL is a copycat league how other teams haven't been able to emulate what the Patriots have done to get a measure of consistency with their organization. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not hard to, to understand. You look at what they do. This team, they don't care about having first round draft picks. Nope. They'll trade those picks in a minute. If they can get a proven player mm-hmm. uh, from another team to fit what they need. They don't Tom Brady, like you said, he didn't have the strongest arm, but Tom Brady goes down as the goat of quarterbacks because of the system they he was in there. Yeah, and you look at the receivers that he had along the way. You know, he had some big name receivers some years. Some years he did not have big name receivers. They still won. Right. You lost coaches. You lost Romeo Cornell. You lost all these coaches that went on to different places. No matter what coach you brought in, they still won. And I'm saying Mac Jones is in the perfect system. Now, if Mac Jones was with another team, I don't know if I'd put him ahead of Hurts. I really I don't. I agree. But because he's in New England, yeah, I'm putting Mac Jones number two. Your environment plays into this discussion. Yes, and you can yes. not like New England all you want. You can you can yes. tell me you know, that's why I use the word sometimes system or manager. But he's in a system that that will succeed. Belichick's a chameleon. Yeah. He will change up his defense week to week. He'll change up his offense week to week. It's never the same game plan. You can ask yes. those guys. He changes Absolutely. everything up, Absolutely. and I think that lends to you continuing to be uh, successful. Anyway. It's interesting where people hear what they want to hear. Like another example, the guy I just cited says, well, you're saying Hertz could do that. I didn't say Hertz could do that. Not once did I say Hertz could do that, but anyway, uh, let's move on to the next one. You look at at Damian Harris, look at his numbers, you know, his rushing numbers. He had 929 yards. Um, Stevenson, the other running back had 600 yards. You know, you got two backs, you know, right around that 1500 yard mark that, um, you know, that, you can win with that much yardage on the ground with a quarterback that just doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, agreed. You can win with that. Agreed. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump to the next one here. Um, will we believe in Shane Steichen at the end of the 2022 season? Woo! Man, you got some <laughs> tough ones, man. Yeah, the Steiker. Bro. The Steiker. Wow. Will we believe in the double S, the offensive wow. coordinator, Shane Steichen, who will be calling the plays? And they made it very clear. He took over wow. the middle of last year, and he, and he has play calling duties this year going into the season. Man, you give us some good ones, Rob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll let Barrett go first. <laughs> you will let me go first. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think that um, I, I think that that Nick took a positive step forward by, you know, not looking back and and and, and wanting to call plays. Uh, just because he's the head coach and he can do it. Yeah. I think he understands the stacking is very good at what he does. And he was able to formulate an offense that was more conducive to the players that he had in that offense. Um, he understood that, you know, he had, you know, 
a solid one and a half receiving core that, you know, one and a half guys that can go out there and be solid uh, participants in the passing game. Mm-hmm. And now that he has some reliable guys to go out there and, 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 and catch the ball, I think you're going to see a substantial difference on how he approaches this game. He ran because he had to. He literally had to. And I think they're going to turn the corner with Hurts. I know they're going to turn the corner with Hurts in the passing game because he knows full aware of what he quarterback, what his quarterback can do. I don't think he's going to put him in a position where he's not going to be successful. Right. And, you know, that's the biggest thing right there. You know, yes, we're talking about Jalen Hurts and his ability to do it. But I think Shane Steichen understands what he does best. He's mm. going to put him in a better position by calling plays that best fit his skill set. They had just met Jalen Hurts, you know, in, in you know in the spring. Right. They've had a year under their belt. So this is you know going into their second year. They're going to be better at knowing what he does best, what he doesn't do best, what plays they call um, the, the plays that they're going to call for him are going to really highlight what he is as a player and also highlight the receivers and everybody else around him. They have weapons now. So am I confident in his ability to call plays and make this offense shine? Yeah, I have a lot of confidence. More confidence I have in Gannon. But especially okay. since, you know, he you know the, he knows he can run. The, that's always a feather in his cap. He knows he always had a bird, you know, he has a bird to hand. Now the passing game, Hopefully, it'll be more than just two in the bush. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, more confidence in Steichen than Gaddon for Barrett. How about you, Derek? Yeah, I I would agree with that. Anytime a head coach turns over the play calling to his OC, that means they're on the same wavelength. They they think the same way in in, in down and distance and situations like that. And the head coach says, okay, you know, we're on the same page. And they will collaborate just because Steichen, you know, calls the plays doesn't mean that there won't be a discussion on the sideline. And, of course, the final say, obviously, is Sirianni's. But it does, you know, the fact is it takes a little bit more pressure off of Sirianni because he can focus on other things during the course of a game as well. So, yes, I do think Steichen um, will be all right in that regard. And I think we'll be talking about more positives than negatives uh, when the season comes to a conclusion. Okay. I, I am a believer. I like what I saw last year. I like a coach who's willing to adapt. I like a coach who's willing to maybe go outside of his comfort zone or what his head coach's comfort zone or his organizational's comfort zone is to win football games. And they, and I think that applies, guys, to, to in-game yes. this year. So, all right, maybe we thought this was what we wanted to do, but this isn't working. So let's scrap it, man. Let's do whatever we have to do to get through this day and come out with more points than the other team. Yep. And if that's if it's not pretty, who cares? You know, we'll pound the ball. Or guess what? we got to throw it 35 times. Whatever. I, I see an adaptable coach who I, I think understands his personnel pretty well. Um, and I think, like we've been talking about a lot here, has more toys at his disposal now with A.J. Brown and has more ability to do some things here with this team than he had last year. I thought he did a pretty darn good job last year, all things considered, from a talent standpoint. So I I, I think we are going to like him. And, I, and let's face it, in a lot of ways, a coach is only as good as his players. And yep. this offensive coordinator has a really good offensive line. He has A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith on the outside and Dallas Goddard at tight end, you know, and a good running attack. That's going to make an offensive coordinator look better. So I think we will, at the end of the year, feel good about change. Like I agree. Percent. I agree. Let me hit you with one more future before we get a timeout here, guys. We have, do we have some more after the break, too? This uh, is fun. 
We got. I, I'm, I'm going to keep the football stuff rolling. I'm going. We're going to do NFL storylines, guys, which is going to be really fun. I got some good ones for you with this. Here's the question: Will we view the 21, which is last year draft, and the 22, which is this one that just happened? Will we view the 21 and 22 drafts for the Eagles as the best back-to-back in Eagles history? Whew. Eagles history? Wow. Right. I mean, that's, that's tough because, I mean, I mean, not my draft, but the year after my draft. Wow. Um, yeah, there's been some good ones, but, but, yeah. but putting them together like that. Right, like 96 and 97 – you got a Hall of Famer, and then you got Jeremiah Trotter. I mean, you had a lot of guys in those two, the 96 and 97 draft. I got to look that up, man. Okay, okay. Uh, all right, let, uh, let me rephrase it. Will we look back and say these were, t- t- without comparing them specifically, two of the better drafts in Eagles history? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'll say that, yeah. I mean, woo. Okay. Wow, you let us off the hook. Good. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you really let us off the hook, yeah. Man. I need a break with that one. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, again, we got to see these guys play this year, but I think just the way they drafted and who they drafted in this draft, we look at the productivity they got out of the their draft last year. The biggest thing is they finally got some players out of the SEC. You know, like Howie, Rose, like Howie Roseman said, his his boss and his granddad asked him, why are you not drafting more kids from this conference? Right. You know, and I think he's finally learned his lesson after all these years, and it's shown. It's shown in the way these guys have played and made the transition. You look at Dickerson, you look at Devonta Smith from last year, um, you know, um, and you look at the potential they have this year. They got two more guys from the SEC mm-hmm. um, and what they could give to this team. So, yeah, I think I think we'll look back on this in a few years and say this is one of the better drafts in Eagle history back-to-back. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at it with considering what you got from Devonte and Landon Dickerson and who, who I think are like standouts and then – Guys are going to be really good contributors like Milton Williams and Gainwell, uh, you know, as your first four. If Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean, we'll see about Jurgens because he could be a wait and see, which would be a good thing for the Eagles. That means Kelsey's playing. But those, if those two guys can play, that is a killer one, too. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's a killer oh, two goodness. years right there for Howie. And he, right, it, it, there does appear to have been a focus more towards SEC and the bigger conferences away from the Pac-12 or whatever, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's a good thing. Uh, right. Maybe he too was learning from his, his, you know, past mistakes. So, all right, that's uh that was, maybe we'll do some more futures tomorrow. I'll come up with some that we can. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> There's only so many. I, I, I'm out of bullets, man. I gave you, I gave you what I had. No, those were great. Wow. Yeah, I mean, right. It was great, man. Even this last one, man, like, you know, I, I would have to say yes, simply because, they were going to cut. Well, they did cut Fletcher Cox. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, they have guys that, that can yeah. that can yeah. that can back them up. They they legitimately have have draft picks that are filling the void for them and contributing these last two yeah. years. Hey, by the way, we, we love everybody jumping in in the uh, in the comment section. It's awesome. It, it it really is good, man. Just just keep it. Keep it rolling. That's for sure. We appreciate it. Uh, all right. So uh, we come back. We will uh, we will continue with the football discussion. We'll do some broader NFL stuff. Uh, we, we, I'll give you a little preview of one of them. Um, will Lamar Jackson get paid before this season starts is, is along the lines. I'll hit you with Deshaun Watson. I'll hit you with the Rams. I'll hit you with Brady. 
Uh, I will hit you with San Francisco. I will hit you with the Buffalo Bills, the AFC West. We're going to be all over the place with this one. A little later, we'll do some Phillies. I'll update you on the NHL. And we got a good birthday today. And, of course, uh, a big significant thing that took place on uh, this day back in the day. We will do all those things. When we get back, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right, I want to tell you about cybersecurity when it comes to Razor technology. Protecting data is a security imperative for all businesses of all sizes. Choose a partner like Razor Technology with expertise in the latest threats and proactive tools to lock down everything endpoint with a zero trust approach that makes certain only authorized users gain access to your systems. Razor delivers enterprise-wide insight every component, every component, excuse me, of a security plan across the identity, devices, information, apps, and infrastructure with threat prioritized recommendations. We design, deploy, manage, and monitor security solutions that enable modern business to safely communicate, collaborate, and thrive in the modern marketplace. Whether they are working in person or remotely, on internal infrastructure, or in the cloud, and in every possible hybrid arrangement. Choose Razor Technology to protect your assets, establish an organized, wide security posture, and force safe practices to identify and access management and secure hybrid and remote workforces. Call Razor Technology today, 866-797-3282, or visit them online, razor-tech.com. That is razor-tech.com. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. 
United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for hanging with us today on this uh, on this Wednesday, hot day in the Delaware Valley. That's for sure. D. Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, and we'll keep rolling with the NFL stuff. As I mentioned, we'll get to uh, a little baseball and some odds and ends, some goofy stuff that we have uh, towards the tail end of the show. All right, so we, we hyper-focused on Eagles uh, over the first, last couple segments. Let's dive into the NFL now here, guys. And let's start with this one. You know, there's a lot out there for sure when it comes to Deshaun Watson. We really it's it's tough to kind of gauge exactly what this is going to look like for Cleveland going into this year. You know, they, they traded away Baker Mayfield last week and Jacoby resets the guy, depending on how long you know Watson gets here here. But let let's just go on record here with a prediction. Um, what do you think we're looking at suspension wise here for uh for Watson? How how long do you think he's out this season? Eight. I think eight's a good number. Yeah, it's a good number. Game. How about you, Barry? I'm thinking it's, it's going to be ten. He said 10. ten. He said ten because I said eight. No, I'm saying ten, but then they're going to go back and 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 petition it, you know, whatever they're going to do to the same guys that gave him the ten, and they might bring it down to eight. But at this point, I think it's going to be ten. I think ten has been locked in as far as what the NFL thinks is fair. I think it's going to be 10 too. And I think they are going to knock it down to eight. Um, I, I think that Cleveland has, they have to let them know. I mean, you know, we're really, we're less than two weeks away from camps. So I think this ruling by, uh, what was it? Judge Robinson. I think that's got to come down soon here, man, on, yeah. on this hearing. Yeah. And, and just to, in, in, in fairness. And now look, I, maybe the NFL is looking at it like, Hey, you traded for him. This is your problem. But I think, I just think from a stand, a fan perspective, a league perspective, you know, just sort of being in this purgatory, if you will, this this unknown state. I don't, I don't think it does anybody any good. So I think we do find out either later this week or next week, and I think it's going to be 10. It'll be 10. They will appeal it, and we'll find out right before the regular season that it'll be eight. How's that? I uh, guess yeah, the way it's shaking yeah. out. Uh, yep, that's what I think. Yeah. But then again, nothing would surprise me because it doesn't it doesn't have to be a court of law. But you guys pointed out, I think we had James Palmer on. We were talking to him about this from the NFL Network. Um, the whole system is kind of like Judge Robinson is going to rule on this. And then ultimately, Roger Goodell and his people are going to decide on the on the appeal. So, you know, it's that's the damnest thing I ever saw in my life. You know, I, I, yeah, I'm playing with Detroit and um, me and Sap, we get into a fight. After the fight, I get the. Um, I get the 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 FedEx in my in my um in my locker. Okay. Twenty-five thousand dollars. I got Jeez. twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five for the fight. Jeez. Yeah, for the fight. What did what how what, what did Sap get? I don't know. Okay, okay. All I know is he got, you know, I, I got twenty-five thousand. So 
long story long, I had to, you know, petition to have, go through my agent. We petitioned it. We went back and they knocked it down to 15. But I'm thinking to myself, the same letter in the same office it came from with the same guy that assigned the paperwork, it's the same guy that I sent the paperwork back to and he judged, um, he judged it and sent it back to me. I'm like, why would I, you know, yeah. What's the point? Why am I doing that? Yeah. I, I need, I need a, a, an independent third party. Or something. Yeah. yeah I need know? a third yeah. party here. Yeah. Yeah. So it, to me, it makes no sense. You give me, you give me what you feel is, 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 you know, what you feel is the right punishment. And then I turn back and say, I don't think it's fair. I mean, you already told me what you think already. Yeah. Right. So I got to send it back to you and say, Oh, dumb, you know, Oh, so he took 10 grand off of it. It should have been 15 to start off with. Yeah, so he jacks it too high anyway, knowing he's going to bring 10 exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So if I didn't go back and, and do that, then I'd have just paid 20, uh, 25. But since I said, you know, I went back, he gave me 15. So he should have just said 15 in the beginning. But I that's mean, this is not fair. It's yeah, not fair, bro. It isn't. It isn't, for sure. And I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Real quick, what we're talking about is much more serious than, than you throwing down with Sat. But I yeah. hear you. I, I totally get your point. We're, we're, you know, since John Runyon, former Eagle John Runyon, is the head of the department that, uh, that uh, uh, gives out the fines. Yeah. We're, we're, when it gets closer to the season, we're going to get Runyon on the show, you know. Okay. And, you know, he has an interesting job, man. I mean, how many, how many players must hate him when they get that letter oh, saying God. you owe this kind of money? You know, and I want to know how do you determine what the fine is? How do you know how much you you, you yeah, it feels so random, you know. Yeah, you know, twenty-seven thousand four hundred fifty-three dollars. Yeah, like, what is, how do what you is come this? how do you arrive at that? Well, where, where does that money go ultimately, Barrett? Does it go back into it? Does is it is some charity or it goes into like it the goes to a charity? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go yeah. to a charity, you get to write it off. Okay. But right. um but it's I mean it's crazy that if you look at it from that vantage point, that's like the you you um the Grim Reaper is, is, is giving you a fine. You know, right, Grim yeah. Reaper telling you how long you're going to live. So you petition it back to the Grim Reaper. I want to live this. And he's always going to let you live 15 more years instead of the 25. He's, he said, all right, I'm going to kill you in 25 years. Yeah. But then you send it back a note back to the Grim Reaper. As I'm going to give you 15 years. I mean, um, you know, we'll, we'll let you stay another, you know, 15 years. I mean, come on now. That's, 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 that's crazy, help. man, because you got the worst player, the most dirtiest player ever in the world. Yeah. Yeah, the most dirty player to play tackle, being the guy that's handing out the fine. He got fined more than anybody I know. No, not anybody I know. I played with a guy who played safety uh, when I was with um, Detroit. Courier, Mark Courier. Okay, Mark Courier got fined like every single week. It got to a point where his fine started out at fifty and went fifty, seventy five, one twenty five, and this is in one season for knocking out receivers. He played safety. Mark Carrier, you remember him? I think he yeah. Played oh, with- Mark Carrier, he was he Mark was a good player. Yeah, he yeah. played. For, he played for uh, the Bears for a couple of years. Yeah, USC. So he he was knocking guys out. You know, I man, he couldn't play in this league at all. He would never get a check in in in, in this year's. I mean, uh, this modern day football, he would never have a check. Right. That's his, that was his only thing he could do. He couldn't cover worth a damn, but he would knock you out. Right. So he started out. He started the year off. He got a five fifty. Then went to seventy five. Then it went to 125. Then he got suspended for a game. I mean, it was crazy how he was. You know, he's like, look, I can't even look at a guy without getting um, fined. He, he is a cl- he's a classic guy, Barrett. Correct me if I'm wrong. Who couldn't play now? No, no, there's no way he could play now. Yeah. That money should go to the Help D Gun Foundation. <laughs> Here we saying. go. I knew I'm it. Just, 
I, I was just I thinking the wheels are spinning as we were talking about all this. You're money. always spinning. You got to you got to go back to left coast. That's yeah. a viable charity. I just want you I to know you. that. I hear you. All right. So uh, Rob's like, I ain't giving you nothing. No, you 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 will get nothing and like it, as they say. That's, that's um, messed up. I'm not going to ask it in the can. I'm going to ask it as a will. Will the Rams repeat? We haven't seen a team repeat since the Ooh. Patriots of 0405. This wow. Rams team, while they did lose Von Miller and a couple other pieces, they also restocked the shelves in, in a lot of ways as well. Um, you know, one of the best offensive minds with McVay. Stafford certainly not in the old category. Uh, you know, Cup coming off a ridiculous year, et cetera. Can, well, and they still have Aaron Donald, who they locked up to major, major coin. Will the Rams repeat? Barrett. Just looking at um looking at their their roster, I think they've gotten better, even with some, you know, key guys leaving uh on the defensive side of the ball. You know, them getting wags there now, Bobby Wagner. Yep, from Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's you know, he in the middle of that defense, it just puts you at another level. Even though he's an older guy, he's still one of the most craftiest veterans playing the game, man. So um, they still can rush the passer. They got Robinson on one end. Um, they got Hollins on the other end, you know, but they got that man in the middle, you know, the, the best defensive player playing right now. Yep. Um, they got one of the best corners in the, um, in the league. And then they got Fuller um, at safety too. So I, I think that, you know, they will be good enough. They have what it takes to be good enough to go out there. And, and when again, Vance Jefferson, like you guys said earlier, is, is a guy that's young and up and coming. Um, them getting Allen Robinson will allow them to, to still be able to keep the chains moving in the passing game. And mm. Cooper Cup is still, you know, he's still the number one receiver right now in the league because his numbers dictated it. So they haven't played a game yet, so he, he still has to be the number one wide receiver right now. So do they have enough? Yeah, you know, good good tight end. Tyler Higby's a good tight end. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cam Bakers, he's going to be healthy this year. So, I mean, they have enough really to 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 go out there and play. It, it's, it's not like people didn't know that Stafford was coming in at the beginning of the year. They knew he was going to be good. He just has a complete team around him, and nobody could stop him last year. So, what makes me think they can stop him this year? Fair enough. I, I just I just think for whatever reason, whatever it is, some guys lose their edge a little bit after you win it, even though you have a lot of talent. Um, and it's just part of it is, let's face it, guys, luck. I mean, you got to stay lucky in terms of health, and a lot of things have to fall your way. I mean, think about some of the games. And this is to their credit, by the way. You know, how about the throw and catch, the over-the-shoulder you know, over the shoulder kind of Willie Mays catch the Cup makes on the, on that throw by Stafford just to get past the Bucks when the Unbelievable. Brady makes that run, that comeback. And then Cincinnati – goes down and scores, and, you know, that last drive is almost like all Cooper Cup just making play. After, like, stuff like that, it's hard to replicate. Uh, I'm going to say no, but they certainly are in the position, real good position to be able to do it. What do you think, Gunnar? They, they have the um, they have the bullseye on their chest right now. Sure they do. Absolutely. Everybody's got it for them. That's right. It, it is so difficult to repeat, and there's a reason why we haven't had a repeat Super Bowl champion since 0405 New England Patriots. Um, because there's so much parity in the league, teams get stronger. Team, you know, I, I, the last few years, the AFC has be, had the overall better collection of talent and teams, but it only takes one team to win the Super Bowl. In the last two years, the NFC has won the Super Bowl. 
I just think there's going to be too many obstacles for this team because everybody now the Rams is everybody's Super Bowl every week. And I just think that this is just it's too difficult. I think there'll be a factor. They, I, I, I don't doubt they get back to the NFC championship game, but I just don't think they're going to be back to back champions based on what we've seen in history in football about how difficult it is to get back to that point. If you look at a lot of teams that that win the Super Bowl next year, it's always something. It's a multitude of injuries. You know, it's always something that stops that team from getting back there. I thought the Kansas City Chiefs had the best shot of being a back-to-back champion in the recent era. And, of course, they win one and turn around and lose the next one. Mm-hmm. So, based on that, I'm going to say the Rams are going to be in there, uh, but they're not, winning, they're not going to win it back-to-backs. They're going to trip up somewhere, whether it's due to just getting beat or health issues. Yeah, and, and look, they're in the more um, winnable conference, that's for yes, sure, to be able to yes. get at least to the big game. Uh, all right, so the next question. Will this finally be the year that we see Tom Brady look human? Let me uh, remind you, if we forget, at 44 years old last year, over 5,000 yards throwing, yep. 43 touchdowns to 12 mm-hmm. interceptions and a 102.1 passer rating to go along with the 68% completion percentage. Will this finally be the year he turns 45 in August that he looks like a human being, not an alien for Tom you Brady? Mean, you mean human as in um, 4,500 yards? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, um, passer rating, 30, drop touchdown percentage. Yeah. I right. mean, honestly, will it be the year we're like, okay, I'm starting to see it. Starting right. to see the slippage here. With I think so. I think so. Okay. Uh, I, I think that he's not. He, he won't have that edge that he had before. I think he's lost that edge. I think that's why he wanted to retire in the first place. He didn't. See that's a, that's an interesting point. The the edge part of it is that the fact that he finally stepped away for a second. There was like that moment of pause or doubt. Maybe yep. that play. That, that, there's something to that. Maybe. Yeah. But you know he didn't have that edge. That edge is what kept him. It kept him sharp. You know that he didn't have that edge anymore. I think he's trying to prove something to himself right now. He doesn't have anything to prove to us, but right now I, I think he's lost that edge, and he and I thought he really saw he lost that edge in that in that last game. Um, he couldn't get away from Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, they sh- probably should have won the game, but inside he couldn't will him to win it, and I think that took a toll on him that he couldn't win the game for them when they needed him to. It's interesting. That's interesting. How about you, Derek? <clears throat> no. Too no. much talent. Too much talent. No, I think he will play at a high level. There's too much talent around him. You got Cameron Brake, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Bashar Perryman, Leonard Fournette. Tom Brady will accidentally play at a high level just because I love how Tampa Bay adapted their offensive system once he went down there. Basically, he was playing New England foot style of football down in Tampa with a better collection of weapons around him in Tampa. The man changes team and wins the Super Bowl in one year. The fact that Tom Brady came out of a brief retirement tells me those competitive juices are flowing. He didn't like the way that season ended last year. So I think Tom Brady is still on a mission, and I think Tom Brady is still going to put up gaudy numbers. He will be in the top 10 passing yards, touchdowns, completion percentage. Because of that quick strike type offense he, he's played in his whole career, he doesn't take a lot of hits. His body's not beat up. So that's why I think Tom Brady will continue to play at a high level. Tom Brady is as competitive as it comes. I'm sure he's the kind of guy who doesn't want to lose the tiddlywinks, you know, okay? So mm-hmm. I just think because those juices are flowing, 
he retired at an age most players are already becoming grandfathers, okay? And he came out of retirement real quick. Why? When he when he initially did it, I said because he still got that competitive juice flowing. He's got that bad taste in his mouth of how they could have won that championship game last year and they didn't win it, you know. So I think Tom Brady is going to come out and we'll be talking about Tom Brady all season long. Look at all the touchdown passes he has racked up as a 45-year-old football player. So, I, 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 yeah, I think he's going to play at an elite level in 2022. I don't think he's going to be elite. I, I think you're going to see some cracks in the armor. Like, I don't know that he – Brady's too good for it to crash to earth where he, you know, he looks like Carson Wentz looked in his last year with the Eagles. Like, I don't think it's going to look like that. But I think there are going to be some moments where you say, ooh, I don't remember – Brady doing? I don't remember a three-game stretch where Brady looked human. I, I think this is going to be the year that that starts to happen to him. I do. Mm. It feels like that to me. Yeah, and also, I know he and Bruce Arians didn't always see eye-to-eye. And some people may say, well, that's going to help him play even better. I think losing Arians might hurt him a little bit uh, this year. And look, I Todd Bowles is taking over as the head man. We know Todd's a defensive guy, but I, I think losing losing him might hurt a little bit. I do. <laughs> I think losing Arians, I I think losing Arians gives Tom Brady free reign to run the offense the way he wants to run that offense. So that's what I think he was. But you know, Bruce Arians also like to have his hands in things. Yeah, you're right. He'll have more say. I would, I would. I mean, God, he's Tom Brady. I mean, how do you? He wants to audible to something. I don't think you're really pushing back on that. No, kind of do whatever he wants. Uh, Xander sends us an interesting call. Producer Xander in the uh, private chat. Let me bounce this off of you guys. Will Hurts ever achieve the numbers that Tom Brady just did at 44 years old? I'll, I'll run them through again. It's it's uh, 5,300 passing, 43 TDs, 12 interceptions, 102.1 uh, passer rating, 67.5 completion percentage. At his best, will he ever put up numbers like that? I think no. he may get close to. The, I think he might get close to the completion percentage, but in terms of yards and numbers, no. Okay. No, that's not that's not going to happen. That's not his style of play. Right. Uh, yeah, it's fair. He's that's not that good kind of quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Unrealistic. That's unrealistic. Okay. All right. Uh, your call, guys. You want to keep rolling with these after we take a timeout, or you want to jump over into some other stuff and save some of this for tomorrow? What do you want? Keep, keep rolling. Keep rolling, baby. Keep rolling. keep rolling. All right, we'll keep rolling. Not a problem. We will do that. I got about four others that I'll hit you with uh, when we get back on uh on the nfl storyline so we'll do Let that the good times roll keep it rolling that's for sure Derek gunn barrett brooks rob ellis we are sports take jacob sports youtube network don't go anywhere go for the pulse and the pools go for the ooze and the oz go for the bubbles and the bubbly go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com action news at 11 with rick williams it's the team you trust to bring it all together the stories that impact your community a sports roundup for the locals and the accuweather forecast you depend on action news at 11 with rick williams
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Roll into our number three of Sports Take. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis with you on Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Tell a friend, hit the like button uh, if you can. And certainly check out all of our stuff, jacobsports.com. And, of course, Jacob Media on YouTube. You can find all of our previous shows, our previous guests that we've had on over the uh, the days. Our 60th show, by the way, guys. Number 60. 60? 60, baby. Man, yep. I've been working with you guys that long? Man. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. What are we going to do when we get to 600? We got to uh, do something special. Special, special show at 600. Yes, I would agree. Uh, Xander, get on that right, right now. Let's, let's figure out what we're going to do. Um, so we've been talking about NFL storylines in, in the last segment, just kind of rolling uh, that, that topic over. We'll get to the Phillies in a second and some of the other stuff that we're going to be doing in a little bit. Uh, if you didn't hear, the Blue Jays fired their manager, uh, who uh, who won last night? It's a cruel world out there that sports thing. But yeah, they're, they're, and they're technically they're in the playoffs right now, and they won last night, and the guy got bounced, so he's out. Uh, John Schneider is the interim manager taking over. He will manage the Blue Jays tonight against the Phillies. All right, so we can continue with our NFL storylines. Let's hope he doesn't get any courage, man. Like you know, like like our guys did, bro. Yeah, right. Yeah, start getting on a roll. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson. Simple question. Will he get paid before the season starts, or will this thing drag into the regular season? There's a lot of people, including Lewis Reddick, who I was watching the other day from ESPN. I think Lewis does a great job. Lewis said, if I am Lamar Jackson and I'm his people, I absolutely don't let him play until he has a contract. He is not. He wouldn't show up for camp, and I wouldn't let him play in the regular season unless he gets a contract. Will he get a deal? Dirk, you get first shot. I say he will. If there's one player on a team you want to keep happy, it's your franchise quarterback. 
you know, and you look at some of the things that Lamar Jackson has done in his career. Obviously, he's an exceptional talent. Um, he's in line to be paid among the best in the business for what he's done up to this point. So I think they'll get this taken care of. They don't want this to be a distraction from what they're trying to achieve down in Baltimore this year. So, yeah, and I believe even as we speak, they're behind closed doors, you know, Lamar's people in the front office periodically trying to hash out numbers that are agreeable and and feasible for both sides at this point. Back? I was under the assumption that the only reason why a deal is not done right now is because um, he decided not to go in and, 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 and hash out a deal right now. I thought it was he was saying, all right, you know, let me go out there and earn it or something of that nature. Um, I didn't know that they weren't close to getting a deal. I mean, that changes the whole outlook on how I'm looking at this whole situation there. Of course, I wouldn't let him play. I mean, a matter of fact, he got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. It's going to put me in a position where I might get hurt again before I get my money. Oh, hell no. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was I didn't think it was um, to that level. I thought that he they had a mutual agreement that why he hadn't signed yet. That's what I was thinking. That's what I had heard. Meaning Meaning that he, the reason why that deal wasn't done, right, is because he um, wasn't in a hurry to do it. Why would he not be urgent to get get his money? I, I don't. Something, I, something, I heard something along the lines of um, with the risk of getting um, injured. I, I would yeah, think he'd well, want to get know, paid. Oh, I know. He's saying that you know, all right, you know, they know he he knows he's going to get the money. Knows he's going to pay him. And at the time. Um, it was during the season at the time. He just wanted to finish playing the deal out. I mean, play, finish playing this year out and going into it, and they'd have the deal done way before then. And okay. he, they were just waiting on him to come to the table. I, I just I think that they're way too smart an organization. They're way, way too well run. You know, Harbaugh is the coach. Continuity, the, the culture there in Baltimore for all those years. They, they know they can't have this hanging over their heads in no. camp into the regular no. season. They just can't. And – you know, I understand they haven't gotten as far as they wanted to get in the playoffs, you know, with not just Lamar, the entire team. So I know maybe there's a little bit of trepidation there, but you can't play this game where this guy is just, especially with the kind of game that he plays, he, he's got to be taken care of. And I think they will get it taken. I, I think there's going to be an announcement in the next month or two. I really don't. I, I don't think there's any way that this doesn't get done before they they strap them on the pads. I really take don't. Take care of your quarterbacks. Everything else falls into place. You yeah. don't want a disgruntled quarterback because, you know, that's a topic of discussion the media brings up to the coaches, to the quarterback every week. And the more they win, and then the following gets bigger. Then you're talking about the outside national media being in your locker room and, that, and in your auditoriums or on the practice field talking to your players and the coach. They don't want that. They want to, they want to shy away from that as much as possible. And when you look at the quarterbacks and what they're getting paid, who's to argue that he doesn't deserve to be paid with some of these better quarterbacks being paid now in the NFL? No question. Plus, you know, he's got to think about this. Um, Cincinnati's all but become the GOAT in that um in that in that in that division. Yep. So they've got to compete. And you know, he's the only quarterback right now in that division that could compete uh with Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I mean you you have an opportunity to kind of distance yourself from Pittsburgh with their questions yep. at quarterback right now, which is when was the last time you were able to say that? It's probably been a long time, right? Um but yeah, I mean they're they're dealing with Cincinnati, who is a you know a Super Bowl kind of team. Cleveland has its own you know brand of mess right now that they're dealing with. So yeah, I mean there's a 
there's a good opportunity to take care. I, I see a lot of folks in the chat make a really good point. He doesn't have your typical agent situation. His mother represents right, him. I don't know right. how much that is coming into play with some unrealistic expectations. I, I, look, I don't know, but it's just it's food for thought. Just to think about it. it could have something to do with it. Mama Brooks would have to go sit down somewhere. <laughs> it, it's very dangerous. Look, I, James Harden represents himself. He he uses like a business manager, right. so to speak, right. as opposed yeah. to an agent. And some guys do this. Uh, it, I always found it to be a little bit dangerous when you're utilizing relatives uh, in these kind of situations. It's you you want to, if you can, avoid business and pleasure and family and business. Uh, but whatever, whatever floats his boat. All right. So that's uh. Are we all in agreement that he gets locked up before the season starts, yep. or you think yeah. it's yep. exit? Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, will the Bills finally take the next step? The next step being the Super Bowl. They've gotten close. They've improved a lot. They're really good defensively. Josh Allen has bloomed. You know, et cetera, et cetera. They're a really good team, but it seems like something crazy happens every year in the playoffs, where they have a lead, they cough it up. Last year was the the score, and then the kickoff. Everything took two seconds for the uh, Chiefs to get down the the field how does it work out for them this year is this finally the year they take the next step in the AFC yes Barrett? yeah okay yes. I think this is the year because um I think out there in the, in, in the west it's just going to be such a, a a grudge match with you know those guys within that division that you know I, I think that you know they're going to be sitting pretty in the east they could be sitting back while those guys, you know, pick each other off in the AFC West, which will allow them to, you know, to 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 really just take over. So you know they'll have, you know, home field advantage. Um, they're the team to beat in in their division, and uh, you know whoever comes out of the West is going to be beat up. Um, they're gonna, you know, but they're gonna have their war wounds though. But if there's any time that this they should take advantage of of, of a you know situation like that is is this year, they definitely need to do it this year. Hmm. I agree. I think I think I and I think they will actually. I think this is their time. I think they're the team that comes out of the AFC. I do. I believe they're that good on both sides of the ball. I think they've learned. I think Sean McDermott's learned from some of the mistakes that they've made along the way in the playoffs. Some of it a, a, a result of inexperience. But I think they come out of the AFC. I think it's the Bills' year. I believe in them. It's 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 overdue. Uh, I'm a big Sean McDermott fan. Uh, I've known him for a long time. When you look at that roster and the way they've built that roster, they've done a great job of building that roster, sprinkling in just enough free agency, not not to uh, disrupt what they're trying to accomplish. Before you before you win the big game, you have to learn from your mistakes in big games, yep. and they've had to learn their way along. Uh, they've had to, to learn along the way the last few years on how to get over the hump, and right. I still think it's smarts that, you know, a lot of people thought they would be the representative last season and they blew it. So I think, yeah, I think this is their year. If they don't do it this year, I think they start to regress a little bit. Okay. Hey, let me give you, while we're at it, a little funny uh, anecdote. You guys remember the story that we talked about earlier in the week with uh, Zach Wilson? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. So if you didn't, if you're not familiar with it, allegedly, Zach was cheating on his girlfriend who was, uh, a 10 uh, with his mom's best friend. This is all reports. Okay. He was also a 10. Yes. Uh, both are very I've strong. Yet to, I've yet to see the pictures of the, the mom's friend. Both are strong. Yeah. yeah both are quite strong. So uh, today, Zach Wilson on Instagram posts, quote, took the boys to uh, 
Gazer and Ranch Club in Idaho before camp. Poor cell service. What I miss? That's pretty fun. <laughs> you got to give him that. He's having a little fun with it. I give him props. That's pretty man. cool. He's not ignoring it. He's kind of getting in front of it a little bit and having having a little fun with it. So I think it's a smart move actually before camp starts because you know in some cool. way it's going to have to be addressed, right? But what oh, I, what you I know it is. Oh, oh you know it service. is. What happened? I mean, things are crazy right now. But Dude, that was the, pretty cool. the, the, the stream is undefeated, man. Yeah, the milf hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, that's a great line by by Gigi. But that, but what you is, know what? What does what does milf mean? Uh, what does that mean? Uh, Can somebody explain that to me, please? You, are, you, you want to you want to handle this one? But but here's the thing: the, the Zach Wilson legend continues to grow uh, oh off the field. I don't know what he's going to be as a quarterback, but he's this is a Bigfoot, legend, man. He's Bigfoot right now, yeah. bro. Yeah. He's a legend off the I field. Hope it, I hope it doesn't become the modern day Jim McMahon. You know, Jim McMahon got more notoriety for what he did off the field than what he did on the football field. Yeah, right. You know, well, a lot hey, of just good, just, 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 all you did, uh, you just need to Google. Google yeah. that. Google. Yes. Hold on. I'm yeah. telling you. Yes, Chris D. I know what it means. I was just being facetious. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just playing Chris. Don't say <laughs> it on here because you know somebody. You know somebody's gonna put it on there. Yeah. We don't need to see it, you Chris. Know? We don't need to open that can of worms. Not saying she will see. See, G Met already put it out. Everybody, there. Everybody's taking the ball and running with it. I guess that's it. my fault. I never should have said that. He was kidding. He was kidding. Yes. Hey, uh, no, you, you need, need to look anymore. You need to look up the the the, the milf though. One of tomorrow's questions I'm is going to find. Be I can't find it. The, the old girlfriend versus the new girlfriend. Right, right. <laughs> that's right, going to be one right, of the questions right. anyway. Um, the mom is hot too, though. See. The mom is too. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a. There's a lot going on there, man. There's a lot. See, going I like on Trevor Mike. Man, moms, I'd like to find. Okay, yes. I'll go with that one. Uh, that works. <laughs> that works. All right. So, uh, <laughs> John Dickerson, meat. I'd like to fillet. <laughs> there we go. <sighs> Let Chris the imagination says, roll. Chris is sorry. I'm, I'm too literal. Yeah, we, we hear you, Chris. We, 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 we got Chris I, Chris, I don't live in a closet. I do know some things. About he, we let him out every once in a while, Chris. To, 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 to I, escape every, I escape every now and then. Every now and then when nobody's looking. That was looking. funny, though, Dom. Me, I'd like to fillet. That yeah, was pretty good. Pretty good. It fits you perfect, too, bro. <laughs> um, all right. So, next one. I got two more left, and then we'll uh, we'll jump on to some other stuff. But who's the quarterback week one in San Fran? Garoppolo, Jimmy, baby. Jimmy G, or is it uh, Trey Lance? Garoppolo, baby. Garoppolo. Going Garoppolo. Jimmy G from Gunner. How about you, babe? I'm going Garoppolo because he's hurt right now. If he wasn't hurt, he'd have been traded way at the beginning of free agency. But because he's hurt, nobody wants to uh, nobody wants to take a chance on him. I, I don't know why they don't want to take a chance on him. I mean, I, I guess it's because that you know his his um his price tag. But oh yeah, he's hefty. He's hefty price. Right, but he's he's he. And there's not a lot of jobs right now, Mac. There's there's just not a lot of options, right? I mean, yeah. I think that plays. Other than Seattle, which is in division, who else is really looking right now for a quarterback? Right, Carolina's out of the mix. Um, Yeah, 49ers are built to win now. They don't want to go through growing pains with a young, inexperienced quarterback. You know what you have with Jimmy G. You know he's not a great quarterback, but he can also win you games because he's a good manager of games. He right. runs that offense well. He runs Shanahan offense well. You know, you can look at all the veterans they have on the team. They don't want me going through 
growing pains with a young quarterback in the prime of their careers right now. Yeah. Jimmy G is the man. If he's okay. healthy, he's back. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, last one. We, You guys kind of touched on this a little bit when we were talking about the Bills, but I'll just sort of follow up. Will the AFC West cannibalize itself to a point where it costs them come playoff time? In other words, will they just be so beaten down by just trying to get through the gauntlet of each other to get out of there that it, that it takes a toll on them a little bit later? Say, second round, first, I don't know, whatever. Do we, do I, I we see to, any of that happening? I used to see that in the NFC East, and I used to see that in the um, – I used to see that in the AFC North also with the Steelers and the Ravens. They would, you know, beat each other up with the right. – you know, with um, Cleveland. They would just beat each other up so, you know, so bad that, mm-hmm. you know, whoever limped out was just, you know – and not worth two dead flies afterwards because they've taken so many injuries and everything else. It was just such a physical conference back then. Um, no division back then. Uh, I, I can de- I can definitely see that happening, you know, because like I told you, I'm, I'm a firm believer that the Raiders, they play a physical brand of football. Denver plays a physical brand of football. And then you have the two finesse teams and with the Chargers and the Chiefs. You know, so whoever whoever comes out of that division is going to be battle tested. Um, but I mean, I can see them cannibalizing themselves and and uh, really hurting themselves so much just because of the physical play that when they leave, you know, the, after the um, division game, it's, it's just they're just beat up. How about you, Derek? Um, that's a tough one. That 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 really is a tough one. There's so much balance in the AFC, you know, and, and everybody's going to be picking off uh, each other. And you look at, you look at the wealth of collection, like Barrett said, you have some teams that are physical. Some are more finesse. Um, one works well for one. The other works well for the other, man. I, I, I tell you, Rob, it's, it's like when it's all said and done, man, some of these teams may be too tired to even playing the playoffs, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I think it's just so even across the board, they're so far ahead above the NFC in terms of quality quarterbacks, quality play overall, you know, um, I, I don't know how to answer that one, to be honest with you. I, I think really iron don't. sharpens iron, man. Like I, I, yeah. I do think there's, there's a concern that they beat each other up, but I, I think it's going to make them better for it and come playoff time uh, early on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that, but wow. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta dodge a lot of landmines just to get to the playoffs, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. I don't know. That's that's a great question, but I got to go back to this uh to this Zach Wilson thing again. I finally found a picture. We're back. Here. We're back. Okay. Hold up. Now, if if this woman that I'm looking at is Zach Wilson's mom's best friend, uh huh, she doesn't look any older than Zach Wilson. Neither does so his I, mom, though. His mom looks very young. See, yeah, just so send that to send it to Xander so they know what we're talking about, man. I ain't sending nothing, man. I ain't putting out nothing. Xander, you, I will not. You send it to him. I'm already in enough hot water this week. I ain't sending nothing to uh, nobody. Uh, look, Let let's just say um, between the old girlfriend, the alleged new girlfriend, and his mother, you you could you're doing well if any if at wherever that falls, right? Would this, we agree on that? This this yeah. doesn't make any sense that. Yes, Zach's mom looks young, but this girl looks the same age as his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> hey, this is weird. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they didn't look like that when I was no. his age. No, no, no. no. I, I, there was no moms no. in my neighborhood that needed no. resemble. No. no, Trust me. I would have had a new best friend if someone's mom looked like that. Yeah. Hey, Rob, be the, hey, Rob, be out there window yeah. peeking like let's this. Be, let's be real clear. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. Hi, Miss Parker. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There was none of that. There was none of that going on in my neighborhood, man. Trust me. Yeah. This is this is crazy, dude. You know this guy. You know when this whole thing comes out, it's gonna be one of those. Uh, what's that channel that show uh, that shows all these crazy shows about you know mysteries about mysteries and stuff about who killed who or what what caused this something like this? It's gonna be one of those datelines. Forty eight hours. Let's hope nobody yeah. dies here, man. Something <laughs> crazy. Something crazy what? like this, man. This gonna be a dateline. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe TMZ, I, I think, could have a field day with this. This is insane. This is insane. Yeah. Yes, I hear you. All right, let's let's save let's save ourselves. Uh, Phillies, there's a segue. Uh, Phillies lost again last night. It's three in a row now uh, that they've lost. The big news coming out of Toronto is they fired their manager. They have an interim manager, John Schneider. Uh, but the Phillies now forty six and forty two on the season. Here's the thing, guys. Let's cut to the chase. So they had one of fourteen. One of their final 14 batters reached base. They struck out 14 times, 13 against the starter, Jose Barrios. The other part of this thing is the Phillies lineup one through five last night went two for 20 with 10 strikeouts. You're not winning that way. I mean, if if you're not getting, and, and to Schwarber's credit, he's carried them. But if you're not getting Schwarber, Hoskins, yeah. uh, Castellanos, it like, you, then you start asking for guys like Didi Gregorius and Bryce is not yeah. a really good game, but, but those kind of guys, it ain't happening, man. Like those, your big boys have to do something here. Second, second game in a row. Schwarber goes over four. Obviously he's, he's the igniter, yeah. you know, and if he doesn't, li- if he doesn't like the fire, you're right. It's, it's just an average lineup in a lot of ways. Even, even Hoskins, the way he's been swinging a bat, yeah. he was over, but we, we knew this was the possibility is the ebbs and flows of baseball. And the fact that they didn't have a couple of players, I don't think it really hurt them that much. They had the chances to beat beat Toronto last night, yeah. and they blew it, you know. Um, and now St. Louis has regained the number that that, that third card spot. Correct. They're up with one game up on the. Uh, yeah, I, it's. I think it's gonna be like this all year. I, I think too. it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I, I can see the Cardinals moving into first place in their division, and it's the Phillies battling the Brewers for that wild card spot. I can see also. that. Yeah, I can yeah. totally see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, but I just started thinking about this. No Harper, just for example, last night. No Harper, yep. Segura, Real Muto, Bohm. Castellanos slumping, even though he had an RBI. Didi Gregorius is hitting like fifth, or and sometimes fourth, and in sometimes sixth, with zero home runs in the lineup. <laughs> There's not a lot there, man. There's just not a lot there. I'm, I, I can't say I'm shocked by this. That they're underachieving offensively. Well, there actually is a lot. We just don't have it right now. Yeah, it's, it's not. Like, it's somewhere else. Yeah, it wasn't on the field in Toronto last night. It's not tangible. You know that's and that's yeah. that's the that's the messed up part about it because we're right there. You know, if everybody was there, if 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 you know, but you yep. know about if. Yep. Man. Um, but I mean, I mean, you look at Reese. You know, he's been he's been playing well, man. You know, it is not like they're gonna win them all. You know. But you're right. You know, when you're looking at, you know, Didi Gregorius, you know, batting five, come on, man. I mean, you know, it's just tough, man. It's just tough, man. Now you're looking for Adubo Herrera, you know, to come on and, and, and Verling to, to to hit home runs and, 
you know, win games for us. You know, yeah. I mean, we can't play small ball. All we can, you know, is boom home runs. You know, that's, that's basically what it is. So it's feast or famine. I'm still good with that, though. Right. Like, no, I'm I, still good with it. You're right, Barry. I mean, what? like we're expecting a lot out of Derek Hall. I mean, there's right. a reason why he was right. 26, 27 years old and still languishing in the minors. He is he is a feast or famine. It's, it's, yes. He's jacking one or he's probably striking out. There's not right. a whole lot else. <laughs> You know, there's no middle ground there. Yeah, there's no room for interpretation. You know, I'm either going to hit it off the park yeah. or I'm going to sit back down. <laughs> right. And then it's, man, and I, I will say this too, to his credit, Garrett Stubbs had a really good, if you get a chance, watch his strikeout throw out. He puts a, a seed down to second base. You oh, no question it about it. It was incredible. But oh, this... you can't count on those dudes. Castellanos yeah. has to be better. I, I've said it every he, show. But, that's, he's, the, every but show. he's really the only one that's not really stepping up and giving us anything. Everybody else is, 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 is doing their part, man. For the most part and the guys that when they come healthy, come back. Yeah. I think we'll be a complete team, but I mean, right. You know, just having guys like Derek Hall to even go back to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, right. he's a DH. We, we love, we love the fact that he can come in and do this, but at the end of the day, you know, if you're looking for, you know, Bryson Stott and Verling and yeah. Herrera, you know, and they've been doing it. Yeah. To come in, you know, that's where your small ball is. That's where you're going to have to, you know, you have to get a guy um, mm-hmm. running the bases to, to really score, man. Yeah, you got to try to manufacture. Yeah. On a more positive note, there was a good teaching moment in this game last night also for young players early in the game. So Veerling strikes out, the catcher drops the ball, and Veerling takes off down to first base. Yes. And beats the throw. Yep, great hustle. I mean, I, I, mean I, I don't think I don't think they realize how fast he was. You know, a lot of can players, run. he can move. Yeah, yeah. A lot of players would have just jogged it out until they, you know they just they would assume automatically he's out. But for a lot of young ball players out there, when your coaches tell you hustle, that's how you hustle. Yeah, this dude is in the majors. All right, mm-hmm. he made it to the majors, and he's running his butt off. And he, sure enough, he beats the throw. Yeah, and he gets gets on base. You know, nothing came of it, unfortunately. No, but he got, at least he got on base. Point. But it's that's a, a great teaching moment for young players, like little league players, high school players, even college players. You always talk hustle, hustle. The yeah. word hustle, run, hustle is always associated with baseball. And that, uh, you know, and and I was like, I, I, that jumped out at me right away. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you play the game to the fullest. It's you funny know, you bring that up. Yeah. Rob Thompson mentioned that in his post game. Uh, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I, okay. He he basically was like, look. We're not happy. We obviously nobody's happy we lost, but there were some things out there with a really shorthanded squad that I liked. He mentioned Stubbs, and one of the things he brought up was Beerling's hustle. You know, in that situation. So, yeah, there was also Bryson Stott had a really good relay throw. The thing with Stott is, I I don't think Moniac's ever going to hit in the major leagues. Bryson Stott's numbers are are not going to blow you away by any stretch offensively. But I think I think there's something there with that kid. I think he's a real good defender. I think he's a real smart baseball kid. And I think the hitting's going to come. I, I I believe in Bryson Stott. He's just uh, it's just going to take time. That's all. It's good. Not everybody can do it overnight. Yeah. Okay, what Stubbs, Stubbs is a good defensive catcher. Too. He he's a real good he backup is a catcher. Good defensive yeah. catcher. With you know when you look at how skinny he is, he's not a oh, big dude. He looks that like a, got a, a math teacher. You know. <laughs> Not a not a disrespect to math teachers out there. Just Trigonometry, saying. yeah, he should yeah, be he, teaching trick. He should be teaching yeah. Uh, trick, yeah. But that Algebra. dude's got a cannon for an arm down a second. Yeah, he you does. know, to be as okay, let's as thin, let's as thin as he is. Yeah. He's not a big guy, you know. But yeah. that dude, I, I like him. You know what? You say he's a good backup. If given a chance, he could. He might be a good starting catcher of somebody, depending on yeah. the team. 
No, I, I, he's been. I like his game. All that and then some when he's gotten opportunities, man. I, I, I give him a lot of props. He's always ready to, to go anytime yep. he's yep. put in there. He plays well for them. All right. The good news is it's Zach Wheeler tonight it, because you need to get one here. They've lost three in a row. You wanted, you don't want this to turn into what it looked like pre-Rob Thompson. This is really the first time we've seen this kind of lull with Thompson. So get the win tonight with Wheeler and get things back on track as you go to Miami with uh, with more of a full squad. That's hey, Rob, sure. here's a good question for you. Yeah. From look at G Meta. Would you trade Harper for Trout? Um Ooh. Would you trade Harper for Trout? Dude, that's that's tough. Man. That's a great it question. It's a it great question. You know what? Here's what two things. Harp uh Trout's a better fielder uh than Harper is. Not not that Harper's a bad fielder, but Trout, Trout's exceptional. Um the only problem is, and this is going to sound ironic that I'm saying this when Harper's on the shelf with a broken thumb, Trout's been hurt a lot the last few years, like calf-type stuff, which worries yep. me for a guy as he gets a little bit older. Not that he's old, but as he gets older. Jeez, um, man. See, that's that's a stumping question. It is. I I, I can't answer that right now because I'd either way yeah, you I, win. I it's a win-win situation. Yeah, it's a win-win. I'd say yes, but I would could you? hurry – yeah, I would. I, I would say yes, but I could go either way on that. I, just because he's a better fielder. Now, see, a lot of people would love to see Trout just mm. because he's a Jersey kid, right? That, that, that'd be the only reason okay. why for me. Okay, yeah. Jersey. But kid, people love kid. Bryce Harper. People love yeah. Bryce Harper. Oh, this do, city loves oh, him. Do they love Bryce as Harper they, as, as much as they though. love Chase yeah. Utley? No, not yet. Not yet, because he didn't win one. Yeah. He okay. wins one. Right. He can vault okay. past a lot of people if he wins one. Now, if he goes yeah, right, okay. he says world effing champions. Then, oh, geez. You know, if he oh, he's, if he's able to do that, then yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, let's uh, let's step aside, and we're going to hit all the things that we talked about here. There's a lot to get into uh, with our open talk segment, including uh, the a boxing question. Uh, well, a boxing match. The trivia question I gave you a little bit earlier. Um, a big birthday. And we'll dive into who what the best film is for that individual as well. All kinds of stuff. Don't go anywhere. Barrett, Derek, Rob, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hi, welcome back, everybody. We are Sports Steak. On this Wednesday, hanging out with you, Dirk Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Hope you're doing well out there. Thanks for uh, thanks for being with us today. All right, so I, I got a I, question I, for you. Yeah, since you want, you, you're going to trivia us, trivia us to death on this segment. I got Should one I, trivia, but that's okay. Yeah. Just one? That's it? I thought you had more than one. Should Xander be allowed to come out and be one of our panelists for a three-hour show? Oh wow! Um, Should, Barrett, you're embarrassing. Can Barrett say no. Barrett said, said no. He said hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Barrett's the boss. So that's it. That's it. No, that's like the dude, gavel man. coming down. Guilty. Nope. No, that's, not no, that's my dude, man. He, he'd be great on the show, man. I mean, yeah, I don't think he wants F1. that. He doesn't want that that aggravation. See, but no, the votes no. are coming in. Should we allow Xander to come out and be a panelist for a three-hour show? Yeah. Okay. And he knows F1. You know, I love you guys don't watch F1. And me and him, we, we love F1. So. That's good. I'll take that segment off. I'll take the F1 segment. <laughs> Look at that's that. That's right. four. That's four okay. yeses so far. Five right. yeses. Okay. Here we go. So get get ready, Xander. Start stretching. Start hydrating. Your your, your time's coming, baby. The last um, week was the Austrian Grand Prix, man. So okay, you know, yeah, Xander. No interest, Uh-oh. boys. I'm, I'm busy getting ready for Cilio. Yo, but come on, Xander. You get somebody else to produce the shows one day a week, man. Come on, there seriously. You go. Well, he just gave you his answer, man. He, he's out. He doesn't want it. Maybe we'll it. we'll bring him on. We'll drag him on for a segment or two. How about that? There we go. All right. All right, so here, here's the answer. The answer is a couple, couple people got it in the chat. But 37 years right. ago, okay. Live Aid happened. Oh, Live Aid. Yes. Wow. Live Aid was seen. There was 100,000 people at JFK Stadium. Yep. It was, And they also did it at Wembley Stadium. It was dual a dual concert in the U.S. and in the U.K. Yep. One billion people were estimated to have watched that around the world. Yep. One billion people watched around the world so philly opened it and then london and it was like philly london kind of back and forth a little bit phil collins actually played both ends of it he played in london mm-hmm. flew over here on the concord and played in philadelphia as well pretty cool Get out of here yes yep. wow. did. yes yes i was a little kid i was it was yeah like uh, young young and we uh, <laughs> young enough. I was gonna say little little kid, Rob. Well, little kids a stretch, but I was a kid. I was a kid. Um, All right, what year was that? Now, what year was it? Eighty five. Eighty five. Okay. Eighty five. So we went to. I remember we went to the my buddy's pool, 
and we had it on on the on like boom boxes <laughs> just to give you an idea what was going on at the time Dude. um mtv carried it live so they had they had it you know basically all the backstage stuff and all the all the performances but if you get a chance there's a lot of good performances but there is none in my estimation that tops freddie mercury and queen uh in, in london and it was scintillating that dude came out and killed he just destroyed it so if you get a chance to check it out but it was pretty cool that it was here so the reason why i said that we have walked on that ground you know what jfk what when they tore it down what they put there right no wells fargo yeah well get yeah. out of here so yeah. our your your current office barrett our offices back in the day were at the wells fargo center for Comcast yeah. sports that then nbc sports philadelphia so we were right there where that concert took place. So Chris, Chris was there apparently. Uh, Chris D, she was there. The, the only reason I knew that is because the only other time I had ever been to Philadelphia prior to actually relocating here from a previous job was back in the early '80s. I was working for CBS in Milwaukee, and I came here for Game Seven to cover uh, between the Bucks and the Celtics. Yeah, and I was like uh, impressed, Phil, like yeah, I mean, Sixers, yeah, mm -hmm. Bucks and the Sixers, mm -hmm. and of course Sixers won. And I was, I was so impressed with all the venues right there. I was like, wow. This yeah, is having everything right there. Yeah, it was Yeah, because cool. you didn't yeah. see you still don't see that. No. I think Kansas City has the baseball and the football stadium close together. Right. But you still don't have a city where you have all three venues within walking distance of each other like, like Philadelphia does. It is pretty cool. That's so when you right said there. that, I'm like, yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah, but it was 80, a wild yeah, 85, man, I was working for wow, I was working for CBS in Milwaukee back then. Ow. Is that yeah, 85. Yeah, it was uh uh Bob Geldoff was the one who started all of it, and it was it was spurred by Band-Aid and then We Are the World, which was uh yeah. you know Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson and yep. you know, that old crew and Quincy Jones and Cindy uh, Lauper and oh they had everybody, oh, man. man. They had everybody. Uh so the, yeah, and then they had that summer they had the concerts here and they raised some crazy amount of money for for you know starvation in, in yeah. you know ethiopia and africa right. so all right so that was i thought i'd throw that one at you uh harrison ford is 80 years old guys Two. 80 years old yeah Han, years Sol old. Han solo is 80 wow. man. how did that happen so wow uh, the question i have for you fellas what is your favorite all-time harrison ford flick oh there's my a lot goodness. to choose from here mine is um uh Indiana Jones. Mm, that's a great yep. one. That's yep. a great. He is Indiana so Jones. freaking good in that man. Right. The one-liners are ridiculous. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's so good. You you look at you look at all the CGI from back there, those those movies. They're so primitive then, but yeah. the movies were so good. He played all the roles to the hill. You yeah. know how many were there? Like three, four. What, they, what I think they did three? four of those. They they still yeah. hold yeah. up, man. I'm telling you. I just like watched one last week. They do the still crystals. Hold up. Those are the, the one with the crystal skulls. You were yes. talking about that. Yes. Yeah, I was telling you about that. I, was watching, I just happened yeah. to be channel surfing. I was busy doing something. And it was on. I just sat down and watched like an hour of it. Yes. You know, I'm, I I'm a that. big Harrison Ford fan. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, I watch them all, man. Yeah. But wow. But Rob, I mean, it's like, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out. I'm looking at them all now. I can't, I can't just I, I, I really love him in the fugitive, too. The few, oh, yeah, oh, with Wesley oh, Snow, so man, so good in that. Dude. Oh my goodness! Oh, so good in that. Jack I Ryan. A woman, I don't care if he marries a wife or not. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. I, I mean that one. Blade Runner is kind of underrated, in my yep. opinion. What about what about Clear and Present Danger? That's, that's a very good. good 
very good. And, and of course, Star Wars. It's hard to compete with Star Wars. But I right, mean, there right. are so many that this guy has done over the years. What a body of work, man. He's still doing, he's still making movies. It's crazy. Pa- Patriot Games. That was Patriot a good movie. Games. Oh, my goodness. You're Patriot right. Games. I'm a big Harrison Ford, big Harrison Ford fan, man. I yeah. am also, man. There's, there's a lot of stuff. Air Force One. Air Force One is great. Oh, my yep. goodness. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So, speaking of movies, I wanted to hit you with this one, too. So Top Gun Maverick has become the highest domestic grossing Paramount picture ever. Ever. What? Yes. yes. Already? I can Already. believe that. I yeah. Can really? It. Yeah, it's it's done quite well, uh, the, the Top Gun. You haven't seen Spe- it yet, right, Derek? I know Barrett Spe- saw it. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, you two got me in trouble with this Top Gun stuff, man. I'm in hot what water happened? right now. What happened? Because you guys talking so much about going to see it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to see it. I'll wait until it's streamed, you know, and all so on and so forth. So last weekend, um, I'm sitting in the kitchen, and my wife, you know, she's working at a kids' camp this summer, and, uh, you know, on staff, like we always do. Right. So I just said, I don't know what possessed me to say this. And I said, you know what? I said, why are you going? I'm going to meet George, my son and I. George, we're going to go see Top Gun. And okay. she, looks, she goes, oh, really? I asked you to go see Top Gun weeks ago. All <laughs> oh, of a sudden, you want to see it because Barrett and Rob said you need to go see it. I was like, <laughs> I walked right into this, man. I know better than this, man. When, you're, when you've been married a long time, you know certain things not to say. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what possessed me to do this. I said it in front of her. So now she's holding it over my head. So I, hopefully I'll go see it this weekend. Because you know, uh, I'm tired of hearing about it. Now that you say it's a top grossing movie, now I got to see what makes it such a top grossing movie now. Oh, you got to I tell you, you will, uh, Derek, you will thoroughly enjoy it. The, 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 the fighter pilot scenes in and of itself, you will love. That's all I'll tell you. The action scenes. You'll, okay. love. you'll go to the all nearest right. diner and go get you a, uh, go get you a glass of water. Just put it like that, bro. Yes. Huh? <laughs> huh? You'll see. You'll what? enjoy it. Just, you'll enjoy it. Okay. Um, all right, a couple of things. Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell are set to fight each other in a boxing match July 30th. No! Like, what are we doing here? What What are we doing? Bro, I wouldn't wish that on my – bro, Adrian Peterson has the hardest hands I've ever shook in my life. Like, you shake his hands like he, he tries to break it. That's how strong his hands are. I can't imagine him hitting somebody uh, in a boxing match. I, I, Maybe my yeah. bell's going to get beat to sleep. You know, both guys, I hope, have money. I don't know. It strikes me as you probably need coin if you're doing this, but they shouldn't. And Peterson played forever, and Le'Veon made a lot of money. You know, knowing what you know about head injuries, why? Why would you do this if you're if you're one of these two? I don't get it. Yeah, okay. I don't get do it. You need, do you need the attention? Do you need that? Is that what, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're craving attention. I don't know. It, you know, I, it's funny. I was watching, um, you know, NFL Network had on the the you know how they do those uh, um, documentaries on certain players, and they had the football Walter life. Payton, yeah, football, and they had the Walter Payton story on. Yeah. Um, last night, and I just sat there and watched it. I'd seen it before. I had to watch it again. Right. And they talked about how when when Walter finished playing football, he d- started dabbling into these other things like race car driving. All this stuff. He was. They say he was never home. He was always out doing something, some kind of adventure. And maybe that's what it is for these guys. You know, they can't let football go. Although Le'Veon Bell is still young enough to be playing a game. You know, they just can't let these. Is, is, wait, is Le'Veon with the team right now? No. So he, he. One of the things he said was, um, 
even last year, I was trying to stra- straddle both sides of the fence. Uh, this year, I'm not playing football. I'm concentrating on boxing, which I want to transition into after football. Like, okay, man. Yeah. You know. Is that what he's he never been the same since he sat out that year? He has. Right. He, and he cost know, himself a lot of money, man. See, I can see Barrett doing something like that out boxing? of boxing. You yeah. can't see Barrett doing nothing like that, bro. <laughs> I, know. I, I won't even let you see that. You know, I'm definitely not doing it, bro. Oh, you know, man. I, I can remember fighting back in the day, and I feel like I was fighting five minutes, and the fight was like 10 seconds. Oh, it's exhausting. Fighting is exhausting, man. Yeah, man. No, I'm going to bump that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. My boy, you know, a real good friend of mine was Johnny Morton. I played oh, with yeah. him. Um, I played with him in uh with the Detroit Lions. Very good receiver. And after he retired, oh man, he went to MMA fighting. And I watched his first fight. Anybody wants to see something, oh, he go watch that. Oh man. my goodness. His first round, you know, like 70 seconds or something like that. It it was bad. It was some bad football, bro. It was it, it was not football. pretty. Yeah, yeah I agree man. I agree. He got knocked out. So I'm like, there's no way I I'm I'm not even interested. I mean it, the thought never crossed my mind that after football that I was going to go to any other sport, period. Yeah, I hear you. I don't even want to play badminton. <laughs> Pickleball. You know what? Um, all right, so it looks like the Jazz are now listening to offers for Donovan Mitchell. So here's the question I have for you guys. Would you offer up as part of a package, Tyrese Maxey, if you were the Sixers, to get Donovan Mitchell here to play with the Sixers and Joel Embiid and – Tucker and Curl. That's one of the few times I say right now, done, done deal. Do it. You get Donovan Mitchell here. Do it right now. I mean, get I know it over it's not with. possible, but yeah, it, it, it would be a complete team. I mean, it, we'd be number one in the East then easily, even with even with what the what the what the Celtics done thus far. I mean, I think right now they're number one as far as in the East. I think they've done way more than uh than the uh, Sixers have at this point as far as, you know, really yeah. solidifying their team to go and, and, and make it back to, uh, you know, to the championship games. I just don't think that um, we have anything to go out and get a player like that. Even with him wanting to get out and say he wants to go to the Sixers, they can't get that deal done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I love Maxie. I, you guys, I, you know how much I, I, I love the kid. I would do that. I would do it. I would make that deal for for Donovan Mitchell if I could put him with Embiid, you know Harden, Tucker. I don't know if Harris would probably have to be included in that deal, obviously, to make the money work. But I like that. That's a pretty good start right there, man. I, I would, I would, I would think long and hard about making that deal if I'm the Sixers. Hey, get Donovan Mitchell in here. Yep. Hey, Tyrese, look. I'm your biggest supporter <laughs> in Philadelphia. If you watch our show, you'll find out that D-Gun is your biggest supporter in Philadelphia. But, you know, there are some things that are just bigger than my loyalty. And getting down for Mitchell here is one of them. So, Tyrese, I wish you well, my brother. You know, uh, I'll yeah. be watching you from afar, but I got to make this deal. I get and I get where people would push back on it, like Chris D in the in the chat section, put, you know, pushing back on. I I totally get it. Like I I, I love Baxi too. He's young. He's just going to get better and better and better. He's costing you nothing for the next two years. I understand. I get it. I'm just trying to maximize Embiid's window, yes. which I don't think yes. is a big one right now. That that's my only point. I, I would try and make that move. Uh, I, but who knows with the Jazz man? I mean, they sold off Gobert. 
it would make sense to if you're going to really rebuild it and reboot this thing and they got a bunch of draft picks back that's something else they would be looking for and the Sixers don't have draft picks so that's a a little bit of a problem there that's for sure uh Claude Giroux as I mentioned signs with the Senators guys they the the Flyers were trying to make room to land Johnny Gaudreau but it looks now more and more like they're, you know, they can't get anybody to take JVR off their hands. Um, and they're not going to be able to be players here for some of these big boys. It's just not going to happen. Seriously, so. Rob, did you did you think that the Flyers had a chance of getting Gatrow in here, to be honest? Uh, no. No, I didn't. I didn't think uh, – let me yeah. put it this way. I, I thought they had a the, – the, the way the, – the route to getting him, Derek, would be him willing to take some kind of hometown – discount not through anything the flyers would have done it would have been Gaudreau, you know just just taking the hit a little bit of a financial hit but yeah. to, i don't know about, yeah. i don't know if enough about the situation to really comment on it so you know that's why i've been quiet about it yeah but i uh, but ultimately yeah. i don't think um i ultimately Gaudreau said no it looks like he's likely to the going to the devils which is you know you, you facing him quite a bit now as opposed to just every once in a while when you're playing with the flames, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, that's kind of where it's at. He's going, it looks like that's where he's headed. Nothing official yet, but it looks like that's where, uh, where Gaudreau is going to be headed. Yeah. yeah you see, at- you see Jeremiah Butler. Yeah, you're right, Jeremiah. I got to be careful. I can see on Twitter now, D gun says trade Maxi for Mitchell. That's not what I said. Yeah, <laughs> no, hey, just yeah, go ahead and run with it. Go ahead. I'm getting all kind of national notoriety anyway. So go ahead. Might as well keep it going. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to get heat no matter what. Right. So, uh, you know, why not? Uh, why not just throw it out there? So, um, we got the, uh, the open is coming up, guys. I don't know if you got a chance to see. Are you, are you paying any attention to this? Um, but we got the uh, – in Scotland, we got the Open uh, starting up here. Um, and Rory McIlroy is the favorite. Tiger's going to play. Tiger's been there for more than a week getting, you know, kind of a, a feel for it, testing out the leg, which we know is, has given him, given him so much trouble and all that. I would just like to see him be in it on Sunday. Just I would it. too. I would too. Just make it interesting, man. The, well, the, he's he's going to make it interesting. The non. No, I agree. Fans, no matter what, he's going to make it yeah. interesting. Yeah. Don't don't the, miss the cut. Is what I'm saying. The non-golf fans would watch on 100%. Sunday if he's let's say within five shots going into the final round, the numbers that that viewership would would increase by would be incredible because we it's been how how so long since we've seen Tiger be relevant down a stretch in a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's within five strokes, even if he doesn't win it, but if he's that competitive on that last day, I'm stopping what I'm doing to watch him play final 18 holes. Agreed. I'm locked in. I'm locked in Saturday and Sunday. If he's, if he's in, you know, I, I'm, I can't, I would love to see it, man. He, he looked like, and granted he hadn't played four rounds yet. Like he would, if he has to get to Sunday, but he looked like he was moving pretty decently as good as I've seen him move since he had the accident. Yeah. So if that means yeah, yeah. anything, and he did the smart thing. He took some time off. He didn't play in the U.S. Open to try to get the leg healed up, and he's uh, he's going to get back out there. All right, so NBA may lift the restriction. You know, now you have to be a year removed from high school. You have to be basically nineteen. You know, whatever a year yeah. removed from high school. So they've done away with there. There's talk, and Adam Silver's in favor of it, of doing away with that and just allowing these guys to go right from high school again, which I think is the right thing to do. 
Of course. Uh, right let them decide for themselves. Wait, and if it doesn't wait, work wait, out, that's right. the risk say, you take. Say that, say that again. So now the, the way it's set up now, you have to wait a year after you graduate high school before you right. can apply for the draft, I guess. It's right. three in the NFL. Right. The NFL's three. three. Right on, Barry. Right. Um, and the way it works in baseball, if you're drafted out of high school and you go to play in college, you, you've right. got to be three years. You have to play three years in college before you can get redrafted. Right. Okay. For whatever it's worth. But Adam Silver said that they're likely there's momentum to do away with that and just go back to allowing these guys to, you know, if they don't, let's say they don't get drafted or they don't make an NBA team, they can always play in the G league. To me, just take, take the year away. There's, there's no, I understand you're trying to protect some kids who probably have somebody whispering in their ear that they're better than they are and all that, but just do away with it, man. Let them go. back and, to it. And don't, and don't just force a kid to go to a college one year and just disrupt that program for one season. They've got to go to another direction a season later. I mean, we've seen how many players in the NBA go straight out of high school and have a great measure of success. Think about it. I mean, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I, I tell people like this, the goal for going to college is to get a job and make money. If you could bypass going to college, then why let them go make up? There are some people that don't, they don't vibe with college. There's, I mean, I know guys right now that I played basketball with, that I played football with, that just weren't guys that would go to school. They would go to a trade school. They'd go be a mechanic or be right. a, um, a, 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 a electrician. They just weren't college material. And they weren't able to pursue their dreams to be a professional athlete because they had to go to college for it. And I, I don't, I just don't think it's fair. You know, I mean, oh, you get as yes, you can get education, you get an education. If you fail, you go back to school. You can do that. If you just go back to school, you can just do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you go to college so you can make money. And if you could bypass that, go make the money, especially the money we're talking about going right. to a, a professional organization. Why not do it? No, but I, I agree. Gonna to, I was, oh, gonna, I was gonna work in a post office. And ain't nothing wrong with working at a post office. Nothing. I didn't have dreams of going to college until I saw other kids around me yeah. getting letters from universities. And the only reason I really got deep into college football, I mean, college football, because I saw them getting letters and I wanted them letters too. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason why I was even thinking about going to college because I wanted, because um, we didn't have social media, none of that stuff then. I wanted to get those letters from Michigan, USC, Nebraska, Colorado. I wanted them same numbers, um, letters, so I could, you know, hey, look what I got. Look at the numbers I got. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got 15 letters. You know, they were going around bragging about it, and I well, wanted that. Yeah, I, Barry, I agree with you. Uh, first of all, like I, I agree with you 100. percent I will give the NFL this. At least I think they're trying to protect kids who are like, you know, a skinny 18 year old from getting broken in half by grown uh, men. Right. Like right, I, right. I, 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 that's what I think their justification is for three years. Honestly, they want your body to just develop so you can take the brutality that is the NFL. You don't have to do the same. Thing I with can't. The, I, with the I, yeah, you don't. I can't see an 18 year old kid trying to go straight out of high school to play against grown men in the NFL. That right. would break their spirit. Well, I just yeah, don't see yeah. it. I don't see it. I don't see 21 year olds doing that. But they do. You know, at 21, that's three different years of maturity that you have in terms of building up your body, playing at a high collegiate level. You know, when I think there's only a few players that I think would could even do something like that 
the players that come to mind are Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson. Yep. Those two were phenomenal yep. exceptions to any rule. Clowney could have come out after his freshman year. Maybe Clowney, easily. yeah. A guy named Clowney. Swan. Um, Swan. Eric Swan. Yeah. Eric yeah, Swan. Eric, he, he played for the Cardinals. Yeah. He was a man child like that. You know? But he he you're right, Barrett. He never went to college, but he kind of bounced around playing like semi pro and so, like he was he, you're right. He was just a gigantic. He was ready right. physically. He right. was ready yeah. physically. Yeah. Yeah. But outside of that, I just can't imagine. Think about think about your mentality as an 18-year-old high school football player. And you're you're talking about going banging helmets with grown, physically chiseled men. No, no, you're just asking for early stages of CTE doing that. You're just asking for it. Well, look at look at um NBA's like, different. Fournette. Not Leonard Fournette, but um not Fournette, but um Claret. Yeah, again, Maurice Cor- Claret. Claret, yeah. Oh yeah, Claret. Went to yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. It, he just wasn't a, he just wasn't a college. He wasn't college. Yeah, his school wasn't. No, he wasn't. Yep. No, yeah, you know school what, wasn't for him. what was that um that linebacker too? Um Said the same. He said when he went to Ohio State, he said, "I am not here." Cats and Moyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am here to. How do you remember that, dude? I don't know, man. I yeah, yeah. He was like, "I'm not here to 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 to, to go to school. Yeah. I am here to go football. My degree is in football." Right. He let everybody know. Mm-hmm. I'm staying eligible so I can play football. Yeah, look, that's again. I don't. Have, I just. I at least will say the NFL. I think was trying to help out the kid and not get the kid killed. The NBA. There's no reason for it. Like just right. enough. Like right. if they want to come out and go, then go. And you, the G League or Europe is there too yep. to, to get yourself yeah. better if you're not quite ready yet physically or or your game isn't ready yet. Yeah, but but you're talking about less than one percent of kids who will have that opportunity to make that that leap from well, high less school. Less than one percent to do to that pro. anyways. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, so less than one yeah. percent. But you're right. Some some kids are lied to. Agents, boosters. A lot of these kids and th- tell them they're ready, and they get their hearts broken. You know, yeah. Um, done. Usually, those uh, kids, those kids are going to get their heart broken anyways. There's 180 students come out each year that are eligible to get drafted in the NFL. Out of that 180 thousand, there's 32 teams. On those 32 teams, there's only like seven or eight slots for draft players to come in. Out of those seven or eight slots, you know, they're going to be 40 guys from the previous roster. Yeah. Then it will be about five or six guys that come in that, you know, right. from other teams get traded. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That's a limited amount of slots, man. So it's yeah. like, you know, less than a 1% chance that these kids are going to do it anyway. So, right. I don't know, man. I, uh, I, I'm just right. a firm believer, man. We got to wrap. We got to wrap. All right. No. So yeah, we got to go. We got to go. All right. So don't go anywhere. The National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Want to thank Xander Krause. Thank you to all of you who listened, all of you who streamed, all of you in the chat uh, room there as well. Uh, Back tomorrow, same time, three hours of power. For B. Brooks, D. Gunn, I'm R. Ellis. Thanks for watching Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Slam dunk champion. Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right. I go to look. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Health. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.